All right, the Cleveland podcast, the Cleveland Moto podcast, is recording. We're doing a very weird uh, podcast tonight. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of uh, background because there's... Oh, just being weird. Okay. There's uh, four people that aren't here right now. And maybe John Mecklefresh is on his way. He is, okay. supposedly. Getting tacos. So he's, the uh, he's, he's doing he's doing God's work, and he's not <laughs> right. not at the not at the strip club, not at the strip club. And to my immediate left is Chris Smith. What'd you ride tonight? I rode the um, Drifter. I saw the, that the two thousand one yes. Kawasaki Drifter eight hundred. You're the only person out there rocking a Drifter in full safety. Yeah, <laughs> head to toe safety riding a Drifter. Yeah, yeah, that's cool because you're as opposed to the DOT bandana, what most people wear yeah. when riding a Drifter. Yeah. And what the else did I ride guy. this week? What else? I what rode else? the uh, 81 Suzuki GS450. You did? Okay, yeah. Thanks. I rode the uh, Concourse 2002 Kawasaki Concourse. It's John! Hey-o! Hey-o. Is, Look at him and he brought tacos. God that, bless his heart. Is Valerie in here? I uh, rode the, uh, the 73 uh, Honda CB450. Oh, okay. And we, I understand that's in for service. It's not happening. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's running on one cylinder. <laughs> it's Suddenly it's not half the man it used to be. <laughs> Did you get us a Baja Blast so we can pour rum in it? I love you. God, Chan, I love you. And the only thing I, I didn't ride it. was the uh, the Goots. Yeah, we're recording. Okay. So you didn't ride the Gootsy? Not, eh, not this week. But it's a good busy week. Yeah. Hoffert. Yeah. Let's see. I what? rode my CL70. This is Steve Hoffert to my immediate I box. did notice that you rode a CL70 tonight. Yes. Sexy bike. I Who'd did? you rip past going I down? Uh, dusted off Chris Smith on, <laughs> on the way wow. here. Wow. <laughs> That's because it's not what you're right, it's how you're right. It's riding. how you're right. <laughs> yeah. Ripping and tearing, Hoffer. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So then I also rode today alone <laughs> my C70, uh, my daughter's brand new, thanks to Phil, 2013 Honda Metropolitan. That's the slowest bike ever made. <laughs> I rode my Ruckus. I rode my KLR 250. All today? All today. That's amazing. Because I was off. Nice. It was just like, but I mostly worked on my C70. Uh-huh. Who's bike? Who's the CL70 out there? That's you. That's, that's what me. you're riding today. Yeah. That's cute. I like it. Yeah. It's, that's, that's it's like, a, the valve train's a little bit noisy when it starts up. Like it, it's got like end-to-end play. Yeah. But once it warms up a little bit, it gets quiet. So. It'll be fine. Yeah. So, to well, my... I, I ride nothing today other than shot bikes. Well, what were those? Anything fun at the shop? I mean, the shop like that's... No, it was all scooters. Yeah, C50. Scooters. <laughs> I didn't ride a C50. Uh, well, I rode that, that DRZ. Didn't you ride the little white Honda pushrod bike? The little C50? Oh, well, yeah, I don't like to forget well, about yeah. that. <laughs> that thing's awful. So, yeah, I rode that, I guess. But the DRZ is only like bike bike. I rode it. also scooters did I? Bike bike. I don't even think I did that. To his immediate left is me, Johnny Chrome. <laughs> And I, I don't think I even test rode anything today. I rode my lovely Taco Tacoma pickup truck here. I was riding a John Deere front end loader this morning. Does that count? Nice. <laughs> yeah, it counts. <laughs> that I like counts. It. I like it. And to your immediate left is Johnny Mac. Um, no, I didn't ride anything today. I did order a Petcock rebuild kit for my KLR650 so that someday I may actually be able to ride a motorcycle around. I uh, also spent a lot of time trying to research parts for my CB, Honda CB1. Dude, I'm still having yeah. fuel system issues with that, and I'd like to sell it. I noticed it was for sale. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I, I, Of course. I, I, 
Oh, as like, they are. It's a week before Vintage Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm watching all these other assholes post up all these bikes that they can can be can deliver to Mid Ohio, and I'm like, right. oh, yeah. yeah, I fucking need to get on that program. And I heard some rumor about there being a swap meet. We got a spot, yeah, buddy. So we got a spot, a, swa- a spot in the swap meet. So I'm like, okay. so Chaz, one of our podcast listeners, uh, who's a police officer who had had son with them, and there are zero uh, zero owners. They ran into us last year and. Struck up a good conversation with them, and they decided that they wanted to get into the pod. I'm sorry, they wanted to get into Mid Ohio real early this year, like 7 a.m. on Thursday, and they don't do that unless you're a vendor. That's right. not real early. Real early is Wednesday. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah you said Wednesday. I'm sorry. You got to sneak under the wire on to get in that yeah. early, don't you? I don't know how you would get in on a Wednesday yeah. night. Really? Larry Newberry would get in on Larry. Wednesday. Larry yeah. would get. He would literally sneak under the wire. The uh, he would show up with a big sweeper truck. I'm here to clean the track. Exactly. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Just yeah, need a good enough story. I thought yeah. the other you could get in it was on Thursday if you were at a membership. Your membership, then you get in early on Thursday. Yeah. But only if for regular people, you got in at normal time. Right. Yeah. Thursday is if you're a vendor, you get in Thursday morning yeah. at seven okay. o'clock. So campers can get in Thursday at five. Five p. Some regular time. Yeah. 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 And I don't know how. I mean, I don't know how much sticklers they are about that particular rule, but the uh, but yeah. So we'll see what happens, and we have a spot, which means everybody can bring as many bikes down as they want because those spots are hard to fill. So, and the good news is, how big is a spot? Twenty by thirty, okay, or something like that. It's way bigger than a ten by ten. I be, I think in our spot, historically speaking, we had my truck and my trailer, and at <coughs> least two pop ups, at least. You know, and I put a 21-foot trailer in there. You can fit a lot of bikes in a yeah. and stuff yeah. to sell. It like I spot. said, the record for us was 40 bikes in a Most spot. Most people are camping out in their spot right. in the campground. Wasting space. Yeah. And they, uh, but yeah, so the long and short of it, I have no idea where our spot's going to be yet. They still got to get the details for that. But yeah, we'll split a spot That's with somebody. At the bottom of the hill in the mud hole, that'd be perfect. It, this late in the game, probably. Yeah. Yeah. There's not going to be any mud this year. No, it's going to be hot and it's dry. Be yeah. Hot. Oh, I'm thinking Mad Max Fury Road Dust Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> Clean your air filters. The uh, you know going knowing what you're up to. Uh, this week I have basically ridden. I rode Scootbaka, which is our fur covered <laughs> Vespa GTS 250. Uh, I've been riding that, and I've been riding this uh, BMW R9T, which uh, is uh, you know the 1200cc oil head BMW in the most minimalist possible configuration. It's it's an interesting bike. I've grown to hate that Akrapovic, Akrapovic exhaust. <laughs> Fucking thing. I'm going to be left ear deaf for a while. Uh, oh. That thing does not have a pleasant note. And when you do what you want to do on a cafe racer, which is 5,000 RPM to 9,000 RPM, you know, that brutal... <laughs> it doesn't sound good. It sounds... Not good. It sounds... Not angry. It doesn't sound like a 1200. Doesn't you, have a, can't you put one of those uh, reducers in there to make it quieter? I don't know. But the problem it's is not, it doesn't... There's not one in there right now. Yeah, well, I don't... So. It doesn't surprise me. Sounds like well, a I did generator. with mine. Yeah. I had a... I had a yo, what, a Yoshimura? Yeah. yeah. So it was too loud. I just couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't stand it. So I took the thing apart. Yeah. I got a hook, and I... Put it in there. And I started pulling out fiberglass. Oh, okay. And I pulled out like a quarter of the fiberglass, and it got yeah. it. The note 
went it got down, bigger. down, yeah. down. Interesting. And it was really deep. It got oh, really because you deep. opened up the airspace around the fiberglass. Right. Because so, I've seen that too, where I packed a pipe and packed it too dense. Yes. And it right. was fucking loud. It it's, like straight, it's like a straight pipe at first. Yeah. So it was better yeah. once I pulled it out. Yeah. I, it didn't affect my top speed, but the, it dropped the timber <laughs> a few, few uh, octaves, and it sounded a lot better. Yeah, this one sounds a little... Yeah, a little angry. I, I'm not sure if I like it. I packed point. my buddy's uh, Kirker pipe one time. Too, too cheap to go buy. That could have gone one of anyways, but okay. Oh, wow. well, you know, <laughs> too cheap to go out and buy actual battle yeah. packing material, so we used pink insulation. Owen's <laughs> 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 oh, Corning? Oh, my God. Could not ride behind him no. at all. Burn your eyes, burn your face, oh, burn your throat. You, you know, ride down the street, ride around the block or whatever. You're like, holy. Yeah, God. you have asbestosis now. Yeah, well, fiberglass. Yeah. Yeah. Fiberglassosis. I just insulated 20 attics. <laughs> and I wow. rode the Bandit. So the Bandit hasn't fired a shot in anger since last autumn. And the uh, despite a mysterious hole in the power band, we may have lost the power band. Because <laughs> there appears to be no power band between... <laughs> it came unwound. 4,500 and 5,500 <laughs> RPM. We may have lost that 1,000 <laughs> RPM power band. It may have shot out somewhere, but uh, but boy, once you can press five fifty five hundred, holy fucking Jesus! Hold on to your ass. That bike likes to pull, and it's a good thing the sticky tires on the back, because the not so sticky tire on the front is whoo not so sticky. Uh, you don't want to stuff that thing into the corner at the last minute. That front tire has seen better days. Is that going to Mid Ohio? Yes, it is going to Mid Ohio. Hopefully not to return. Somebody for the princely sum of around two thousand dollars is going to have themselves, and it's full of Dale Walker. Yeah. I mean, if you shake that bike, Dale Walker comes out in many different forms. So there's we've given it a liberal yeah. dosing of Dale Walker. It's a fun bike. Can I spill your seat? You guys worked very hard on that bike last year. Oh. Uh, so our first group of riders is back, and that's why the podcast is a little bit weird because the our podcast started twenty minutes before we actually started recording. We have four riders that are out testing four motorcycles. They're out on a KTM Duke 390. They're out on a uh, Honda CB300G. They're out on a CB300F. And they're out on a Yamaha R3. That is the most perfect shootout in the 300 class. It kind of is, isn't it? Holy (laughs) shit. Why? The only bike we don't have is a Kawasaki Ninja. Somebody needs to be making money off of this article. Well, these guys are going to come back and tell us what (laughs) happened. So did anybody crash? No. All right, we have a successful, a successful yeah, shootout. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good thing. If you guys haven't ridden, you might want to go ahead and get into riding mode. Yeah. There's four bikes, so we have four potential riders. Did you hear that, Michael Fresh? Yeah, Chrome, Michael Fresh, good. That's that's a full house. Four bikes. Four, four riders. I guess I'll need at least a set of sunglasses. Yeah, well, I have a helmet you can have. <laughs> You sure? I'll give you a double extra large. I was like, okay. Oh, Triple extra large. Oh, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I have a bridge. Okay. I just brought yeah, like two shandies out. Okay. okay. I'm going to go uh, saddle up. Okay. You need this helmet? Mm-hmm. No? Let's go put this back. Okay. <laughs> Did we pause that or are we still rolling? I will try on any helmet that you have for me, but I'm pretty sure they just... Oh, we're live. Yeah. Uh... Well, uh, I forgot the grab. <clears throat> it's cool. I'll be fine. Well, here I have, we have glasses. I have. I have glasses. You got glasses? Okay, grab glasses. What about a thirty-gallon garbage so can? So everybody's scrambling to so get put a five-gallon pickle barrel over your head. Perfect. That's it. Yeah. Can I film it. So the keys are all still in the bikes. Yeah. Excellent. Mm. I promise I won't. 
Yeah, we'll get our second group started out there. Let them go out and enjoy their bikes. Uh, and then we'll get first group set down to give our reviews. Did you already start? Uh, already yeah, we are, we're recording we're right now. We're, nice. we're oh, just gonna start. We are 11 minutes and 51 seconds Sweet. in, so... Perfect timing, then. Be fucking interesting, people. Be fucking interesting. Right. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. Take your cell phones. Yep. Uh, so do we have... What do we got? Chris Smith going out. We got a hemp How do you know it's me? Oh, Chris Hopper. Oh, we got Chris, Hopper, we got Hopper, we got uh, Luke, Luke, and uh, McElfresh. Oh, McElfresh. Are you not going out on this one, or do you want to take something different, Chrome? There's four bikes. But, I also have a plate, I also have a plate on the spade. <laughs> we have a punishment bike. Seriously, they can take the spade the and change, change the, spade, the spade, the yeah. Kimco spade? Yeah. The spade's like, no, no, don't throw me in the brown You that little one with the brown thing? Uh, I think it is like a root beer brown. Yeah. Yeah. Today. I like that. You can get a white one before. Those yeah. Are yeah, we didn't, we didn't yeah, get that one. Yeah, we didn't knock option. it. I mean, it's no, so I, You want to take him out one? Yeah. And, for, and on for the one area one. that we were in, I think yeah. it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to... We were barely out of third, fourth on it. Who's this pulling in? Is this customers? Try to look out the car. Great. So you got that black one was nice? We tried it. So we the rode black all of them. one was really nice, huh? Okay. Okay, I really like the so, black uh, one. So <laughs> we're changing steeds now. The Pony Express is at the oh, Pony Express station. Uh, nice. So Chrome will take the punishment bike. We're dispatching the next riders. So we ran oh, out of, right, we, they're trade anyway. We ran out of 400cc bikes, so Phil is, uh, as we speak, wheeling out a Kimco Spade 150cc half-size motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we got to keep the... Uh, we're recording, we're so don't right, we got to keep the... No dead air. So it was definitely yeah, interesting. Sure. I mean, we're going to wait until Phil comes back. But for sure. Yeah. I think they should put McElfresher or uh, Johnny Chrome on the spade. <laughs> just the biggest guy on the small Just to bike. screw him yeah, over, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, you're dry, you're riding this one. I felt like a giant. Well, I'm not going to get started now. But, uh, <laughs> one of the four bikes that we just rode, I felt like a giant. And they were, mm -hmm. they were all roughly yeah, the same too. size. And Nick, you had to feel pretty big on, the, uh, on there, too. You're long-legged. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so my question is, which one vibrated you the most? Uh, they're all thumper. They all kind of thump you. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. Well, I know which one did. But uh, hey, Phil. Good. So who who got the punishment bike first? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, we voted for uh, McElfresh or uh, Chrome. Chrome is on the punishment bike. <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked about that last week. Like the uh, the big. Twin brothers that used to be on the Guinness Book World Records. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what McElfresh has to look like on that screen. <laughs> <laughs> so how long do you think it actually took us? We were gone maybe half an hour. Okay. We did, what, maybe 10 miles stops? Not even 10. I don't think we did 10. Mm -hmm. That was pretty good. I mean, yeah. I think I got a pretty you, good feel yeah. for it. I do, too. I did too. I didn't get a much of a feel for the brakes of any of them because um, mm -hmm. yeah, I did a little really. bit going up and down the hill. That's why I went up Hogsback Hill and turned around and came Ooh, back Ooh, Hogsback is good. Yeah. We yeah. went, we went oh, south yeah. in the valley, then we turned around, we switched, we yeah. turned around, we went north. We stopped at Tyler Barnes, switched again, went to the top of Hogsback, switched again, and then we came back uh, Rocky River Drive and cut through through Little Five Points back here. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, good route. Little, yeah, a little uh, Excellent interesting route. route. Yeah, that's cool. That's why I came through Five Points instead of coming right down here because I wanted right. to come to a couple stops yep. on the uh, yeah. through the neighborhood. Yeah, here. grab the brakes real hard, uh, get them get them good and heated up. So I mean that's cool. Did so did you get to ride all of them? We all ride everything. All yeah. of them. Get out of here. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, guys. Way to manage yeah. your time. Yeah. That's cool. 
Excellent. That was very, very, very slick. So, okay, is there a clear favorite? Clear favorite on the Yamaha. The Yamaha, the R3. Yeah. yeah. Same. Same. Duke. Duke. <laughs> that Duke is the. That's the one that you're gonna drag all around, drag the knee around, and you're gonna uh, sure, take yeah. it in the dirt. This is Miguel. Over. Miguel's up yeah. from Florida. Yeah, um, You listen to podcasts before? I do. I have. Excellent. Yeah. I'm that's sorry, cool. man. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> the Duke felt the most spirited, but it didn't feel the smoothest. It felt so. Oh no, no, no. It's rich and. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like I was right over the front wheel. Yes. I told you. That riding position yes. is all super motard mm-hmm. or yeah. sadomasochistic. That, that's yeah. why I liked it. It's super motard. It that, that's super. what it is. You're over the weights over the front wheel. Yes, for sure. Um, you yeah. can throw that thing all over the place. It's not, it doesn't feel like it's going to fall over or anything. That's so, true. Yeah. So, so, the so, Duke was the bike that I think I fit the worst. Uh, well, my knees oh, were in the yeah. yeah. plastic. Yeah. I felt that's the one mm-hmm. I told you. Now, how tall are you, Nick? I'm... Like six flat, six flat, yeah. right? I'm six flat also, yeah. but I got 30 inch inseam. You right. got you're long legged, yeah. so it had to be you're like a grasshopper sitting on that thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I did not like my seating position on the Duke because I just I felt like I was riding a Honda 50 with a lot more power. So <laughs> I'm like looking straight down. <laughs> That's true. It does feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, riding a bicycle yeah. um, I'm yeah. six foot. So so really, and I now just to to be completely clear with you guys, I've spent the past two days riding the Duke. Mm-hmm. So I've done my title runs, which are all North Homestead. So mm-hmm. I've I found all the interesting ways to get to our title bureau from here because of the Duke. <laughs> so when I get to it, I've not ridden at home yet, so I haven't done a, the freeway yet. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea what the Duke will do on the freeway, but I can tell you that there is a sweet spot. The red light comes on, I which tells it. you you should shift. I hit it. You do not I shift. You don't. You wait. You take shift. it right past that. <laughs> you go all the way back, yes. and you shift right. at the rev limiter. Oh, yeah. Yes. So I hit the rev limiter going yeah, up the yep. <laughs> At 7, I think it's like 5,500 RPM, that shift light comes on. Okay. It is best to be ignored. Yep. And then at 7,000, it gets amazing. Okay. And it gets real smooth. 9,000, it gets yeah. better. Really? Are they back already? What? Can't be. Unless they had a problem, yeah. I, I, they only saw, I only see one rider. Just the one. Uh oh. gas. I don't think so. We, we had no. gas involved. Yeah, every, those bikes all had gas in them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we'll check them. We'll know in a second. We'll yeah, we'll know in a second. Luke know. came back alone. Oh. Um, he hasn't come in yet. So that's interesting. Oh, here he comes. Luke, why are you back alone? We have a very, very unhappy KTM uh-oh. Really? Really? What happened? The fan will not cycle. The fan just stays on full blast. Yeah. And it's stalling because it's at red line. Because it's at red line. So, so we have oh. a very unhappy KTM. So before I have to do an engine rebuild on a KTM, I thought I'd bring it back. Probably yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Interesting. Yeah, it is not happy at all. Oh. Really? It will not drop out of its. It only has 120 miles yeah. on it. Yeah. It is at the line before the the, the hot. Mm-hmm. It will not drop out of it. Oh, and the fan's just full blast. Sounds like it's clogged. Is it clogged? Something. Is that cooling in the reservoir? I don't know. Uh, uh, we will have to look into this further. We have heard some rumors in other places about there being some head-related issues with the KTM's. Let's see if that's what we're doing. The red line's at 5,500, and I heard a guy say he drives it at 9,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if, I mean, that's if, if that's what you're getting is cool. that symptom. Yeah. Then you know when I brought it in the other day, I I don't know if you know this, but. I pulled in because the fan, you know, after I'd got done from uh, North Homestead to here, 10 miles, yeah. you know, 15 minutes or so, in very spirited fashion, um, I was very surprised that the fan was on. And the fan was mm-hmm. on, but the temperature wasn't dropping. Right. And I let I sat here and idled for five minutes, and then the fan kicked off. Ooh. Now, it didn't drop 
a couple of bars like I'd expected it to drop on the gauge. It was just, it was on for three or five minutes of idling. You know, Johnny Crumb came out and he's like, what's going on? I was like, check this out. The fan's already on. It was a hot day, but it wasn't yeah. as hot as today. Mm-hmm. And it was cool down in the valley. Did you guys right. know yeah. that when we dropped yeah, out of there? But yeah. as we were coming out or getting close to here, the fan kicked in. Mm-hmm. As it, we were coming it was on when we parked at Tyler Barn down there. That's when I got on the yes. okay. mm-hmm. You're right. Interesting. So th- this bears some research. And I got, when I got on it, yeah. turned the, the kill switch on, fan immediately turned on. Because that heat mm-hmm. that was sunk right. in the motor came up. Yeah. Waited here, went down to uh, 237, yeah. and it stalled. Well, if it's not already started, they cycle the key yeah. oh, that's to get the yeah. fire back up again. Yeah. That's too yeah. hot. It's too hot. That's yeah. too hot. It was shutting itself down on purpose. Yep, huh. that's too hot. So that's that's too hot. So we got to do some research, find out what's going on. Right. Because if that's a thing, everybody who's thinking about a KTM wants to know about it. Right. Correct. Right. You know? yeah. And that bike is a uh, an as new bike with a, what 100 and yeah 146 miles on it. Yeah. Right. Pretty Hasn't nice. even done two full tanks of gas yet. Yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, yeah, so I was, let's, we'll, we'll see what that's all yeah. about. We'll check mm-hmm. that out. Yeah, I saw you come back alone. I was like, man, tell me he's not the, the send help guy. Right, no. <laughs> hey, Lassie, go get us off. I, I didn't want to be having to get help guy. Well, that's true. That's, that's, a, that's a good way to put it. The, uh, it was well, now you're back in the podcast. Fortuitous yeah. that a mechanic was riding the bike and yes. riding. Right, not right. one of us. Right. That's right. Yeah. Somebody else would have watched the piston Perfect. escape. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, look, the red light. <laughs> or better yet. <laughs> well, the motor the is coming out of this. <laughs> well, when I first got on that bike down in the valley, yeah. um, I thought there was an exhaust leak, and then I realized that was the exhaust discharge on my right foot as yes. I was getting on the bike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is what they—that is that, what that one does. The uh, I remember seeing pictures of it, just but I had—I actually yeah, looked down. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, "That's a hell of an exhaust leak down there." Yeah, it is. And there's a couple of bikes now that that are doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I that GP style exhaust. Yeah. And I know that the Kawasaki Ninja 650s and the Versys, since those guys all like that under bike hitting mm-hmm, canister yeah. I like it I think it's great yeah. to not see the exhaust yeah. um, as I have gotten older I will admit as you guys could tell from my complaint about the <laughs> R9T um, I don't fucking like the noise of a noisy bike I like a bike to sound awesome right? yes and when a bike sounds noisy it's not as fun and after a couple of days commuting on the R9T it's not fun it's just noisy okay. it's just bang 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 noise so yeah. out of those bikes so my, my background is totally scooters yeah, scooter, yeah. for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And actually, probably exactly 20 years, right. it was when I had my Katana 600. That's right. Yeah. And I remember a couple podcasts ago, you guys were talking about your top speed that you've ridden before. Right. The fastest I've gotten with that Katana 20 years ago was right. 135. That's about what a Katana will do. Yeah. And it, at that point, you're barely touching the floor. Yeah. And it was in San Diego. It was like... <laughs> Your yeah, that's enough. Is yeah, it's, it's it the was size of a BB. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with these bikes, the two that I liked were the R3. Yep. And the KTM. The KTM. The the main thing, and, and Pete brought up for the KTM is the the riding position, and then you feel that you're going to go over the handlebars. Uh huh. I feel like the, hey, I, I felt like I was doing a stoppie when I was just yes. when I was riding. I like that. Model. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I love and, that. And I love that. Said the same thing. I mean, I just want to like, I just want to do a stoppie. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that I didn't like about the KTM yeah. is the seat. Uh, that hard. square, solid seat, I yeah. didn't get used to. At least, I mean, obviously, I didn't yeah. rode it for long, but just the shape doesn't. At least compared to the other ones, right. it didn't feel comfortable to me. 
the, the, the shape of it was yeah. kind of odd. I that's, think it was designed by Austrians. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe they have like square butts, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Built like in built by Indians. Yeah, they're yeah. not very heavy. No. Mm. Yeah. I I think um, the R three had an unfair advantage. I think it's it's a bigger bike, um, and it felt bigger. It felt like a a, a more substantial bike. But I I even liked the Honda better than the KTM. I think. Mm -hmm. Did you? Yeah. The Honda felt perfectly comfortable, like mm -hmm. putting on a nice pair of shoes. Yeah, Honda's um, fucking fantastic. Nothing exciting about it. Not a damn no, thing about it. Just comfortable, dependable. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, it was the slowest, you know, yes. when you roll on the throttle, yes. it just like, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it got there, but yeah. it didn't get there. Like, it didn't have the kick that the other two had. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And that could have been gearing. That could have been, you know, it could have been a lot of things. I don't, I don't know what, the, you'd have to look into it a little bit more. Well, and Honda's thing, and we all know this, is they, they're not trying to win races with their 300cc motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah. And they're looking for reliability, they're looking for efficiency, and they're looking mm -hmm. for giving you value for your money. And yeah. they got all that. They, that that's yep. their hallmark, and they hit it right yep. on the head. And that bike will, as everyone says, it will bore you to death for the next 30 years. Because <laughs> it's, yeah. it's never going to die. But it'll never die. Yeah, it'll never leave you stranded. Mm -hmm. And I did ride... I found the riding position of the Honda to be far more comfortable than the R3, even though the R3 mm -hmm. dimensionally right. feels like a bigger bike. Mm -hmm. and I, would, I would say at speed, though, if you're doing yeah. any time on the highway, yeah. like you said, going home or something, yep. yeah. because the, the, the more substantial on the, on the uh, fairing on the R3, the wind protection, yep. I think it would, that's when the comfort would have You got it. Right. Yeah. I, I did prefer the R3 position over the Honda. Though. You did? I mean, like I'm 5'10", yeah. but I don't know the shape of it. It just felt... It was a little more stretched out, the R3, yes. for sure, yeah. But I think they've done a lot of engineering to make that R3 feel like an R6. Mm -hmm. I yeah, think I that so. there's, there's a lot of extra real estate around that motor Yeah. where... You look at the wheelbase of the bike, you're sitting on the bike. As a big person myself, I sit on that thing, and the R3 is like, are you sure this is only a 320? <laughs> like, are we absolutely certain this is only a 320? Because it feels That's like a, a bigger class of machine yeah. than the Honda, and certainly the KTM. Because yeah, the KTM absolutely feels like a play bike. Absolutely. Yeah, it is a play bike. That's yeah. what I call it, a mini hooligan bike, and that it is, is exactly it is. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And... Uh, and first gear and second gear after five six thousand rpm or after seven thousand rpm the ktm is pulling its front wheel off the ground and it really is pulling its front wheel yeah, off the ground and it's giving you that little like hey i got a wheelie going just a power wheelie that's cool with that that's pretty neat unless we have a heat problem <laughs> because do you know that that bike is 10 horsepower higher than every other bike you guys are riding oh, really? which one wow. the ktm yeah. It advertises yeah. itself right. at 41 horsepower, 40 horsepower. I can, I can see that. Which is a yeah. fucking yeah. lot of ponies out of a single cylinder yeah, yeah, 90. Yeah. I, I felt more kick out of the KTM yeah. than out of the R3, even though you can feel, you can feel the speed yeah. more on the R3 than on the yep. KTM. Mm -hmm. But it definitely, I, I hit also a little bit of the red light going yeah. up the hill, and yeah, you can, it feels so smooth once you hit that. Mm -hmm. You can just change yeah. the gear and just... Here, and go. Yeah, so it's advertised <clears> as... A lot more horsepower than the Hondas, and it's advertised as a few more horsepower than the Yamaha, mm -hmm. and uh, that's one of those ones where is that marketing magic, or is that legit? Man. A, a super tight squish on the head. Here's is what would that, be fun: you know, get on a proper racetrack where 
<laughs> a tight racetrack with a lot of corners yeah. where the KTM could hold its own. Well, have a long back straight where the Yamaha could right. maybe mm -hmm. stretch it out. Yeah. And then have the two Hondas out there as back markers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> what, do, you, do you know what Judges this what the, uh, they don't move. Yeah. <laughs> what the Hey, how you doing, bud? We are closed. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, don't let the uh, don't let the brightness fool you. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> Do you know what the, I, mean, I didn't pay a lot of attention, but about the positioning of the foot pegs on all of them, mm -hmm. are they? No, they're very different. And okay. that's the, and that's something too. That kind of helps on the, the position. The KGM yeah. really does put your feet, right. it, it's that super mo position. Yeah. Your feet yeah. are back, your balls are forward, yep. and your mm -hmm. hands are somehow in front of the motorcycle. So you're yeah. kind of. <laughs> yeah. And we're not sure how they did that. I don't it's know the how, but the mirrors were like sure. on my hip. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I looked down at the mirror. I was like, where'd the mirrors go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I, that bike is built like my my mobile bike. Like your mobile bike, exactly. And I like the look. Like I like custom. the feel when I'm built when I'm riding my mobile bike. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in front. It's like I'm just sort of like on the boat right. of the Titanic with yeah. the back, and, and I'm and I'm free and sailing into the air. So you I love are that feeling yeah. in front of the headlight. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Feeling. I hate yeah. seeing the front end too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And that's traditional Supermo thing. Like the yeah. Supermo thing, it puts so much weight bias on the front tire, and that's the way Supermos get around the track, you yeah. know. Yeah. And that's the, you know, it's definitely not a 50-50 weight distribution. Yeah. Probably a steeper know? head angle, you know, yep. keeps it. Your, yep. The downside exactly. is slamming on the rear brake. You don't have any. No. Just along the ground. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like a suggestion that it right. wants to stop. I got reminded today. Like a trail wheel on an on airplane. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, my new riding technique of like hardly ever touching the rear brake sort of even in street bike riding has there's been a couple of bikes where i've been using that but then forgetting that the bike is an old bike mm -hmm. so forgetting that it's a drum brake bike forgetting that it's 70s vintage mm -hmm. and i go grab a handful of front brake and i'm right. rewarded with very Nothing. little change yeah it's still just powering along and very little happening out like oh that's right rear brakes shit <laughs> And then you use the rear brake, and you're like, oh, and that was a skid. That was quick. That didn't take long at all. Just not the anchor. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so apparently these 30-year-old tires aren't going to just bite in here. Like, chomp along like uh, wooden shoes. But, yeah, it was. It's uh, those Hondas definitely, it's a fucking great, no, it's a good motorcycle. Mm -hmm. But, man, I wish we had a Kawasaki here that we could round out the group with. Because apparently the Kawasaki 400s are lethal. I mean, they're like class defined. So, you know, what happened is they pushed that 300 class, 250 class, into a 300 class. And everybody's like, oh, it's just a 250 yeah. class. They sneak in a 300. Eh, we can look the other way. Yeah. Because the, the Honda and the Kawasaki both so seamlessly went from being 250s into 300s. And it was almost like it was an afterthought. It was just like, well, you know, you're putting on fuel injection. You need a little extra extra electricity to run that pump. You slide from a 250 into a 300. No harm, no foul. But then turned into Yamaha 320. And now Kawasaki 400. Well, this class is starting to get kind of rowdy. Oh, yeah. And that's... Uh, and I would like to ride... I have not yet ridden the, the Kawasaki Ninja 400 yet. So that's, that's on my is list. Is that also a single? I don't think so. I don't okay. know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Traditionally speaking, it would probably be, uh, that would probably be a twin. Okay. Because the CBRs were always singles and the ninjas were twins. Mm. So that's kind of the way that worked out. But, uh, yeah, I, I haven't, we don't have one for comparison, but we'll get on to that. Uh, the next test that we're going to do is we have a Kawasaki Versus 650 and we have a V-Strom 650. 
So then we're going to do a, the next time we do one of these tests, we'll try those bikes out mm -hmm. and see see how we feel about those two bikes because those are two bikes that people feel strongly about right. as well. And right. one's a parallel and the other one's a Yeah, one's a V and the other one's yeah. a parallel and they yeah. really do give power differently. I've rode the V-Strom mm. a little bit this week and I've been riding prior to that past three weeks or so, I've been trying to spend at least one or two days a week on the Versus. <clears throat> so um, I've been trying to ride motorcycles every day it's not raining and trying to ride different <laughs> motorcycles every day. That's my goal for the year is to experience as many different motorcycles as I can. Formulate an opinion about what I like yeah. and what I don't like. The V-Strom very much reminds me of my Ducati. So it's Everyone, and, yeah. and I've mm -hmm. been, I have a lot of experience with the SV650, so I have an unnatural love for that powertrain. So, um, as my friend calls it, the Ducati, mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> sliding that SV650 motor into an adventure bike uh -huh. is very appealing to me. Which uh, uh, Ducati is a 800, it's 800 Super Sport. Okay. Nothing fancy, Super but sport, it, it does yeah. the job. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And there's and Ducatis have a certain power delivery, and SVs have a certain power delivery. They're not that far off, and that's why it's always been hard for me to think I'd really like to own a Ducati when I've had so much reliable service out of SVs. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they can do anything you want them to do. The SV will be more reliable, trust me. Well, that and any spare part you'll ever need but, right. is, like, free. Right. Now, but, you, you go to track day, and you see the, the listing outside the bathroom right. at a track day, and it's like, holy shit, there's 300 uh -huh. SVs for sale. Oh, yeah, there's lots of track. And they're all lightly yeah. crashed. Yeah. You know? It's like, I'm not racing anymore. Come see Manny. I'm the guy in the neck brace. You know? I'll sell you my bike cheap. And... That's, I mean, that's really what's, you know, that's what drives my love of SVs is you so can I, do them cheaply. I asked the guy in the neck brace, he's like, no, I'm not Manny. I'm not Manny. I'm not the guy in the neck brace. No, but I'll sell you an SV. <laughs> <laughs> I, too, have an SV I'd be happy to sell you. Yeah, I've been, I've been very happy with every SV I've owned. Sorry, Manny. They're, they're good. <laughs> Sorry, Manny. Turns they're great bikes. So, turns out you're not so lucky. And meanwhile, every, every Ducati I've owned, I've always felt very passionate about it. Yeah. But I've also had... One or two occasions sure. when, are you fucking kidding me? You yep. mean really that's what that's going to cost yep. for me to fix it? That's what the parts, get the fuck out of here. That's right. And and then also realizing it's like, oh, well, and I'm going to have to wait three weeks to get those parts. It's even you better when you, <laughs> it's even better when you work on the vintage ones and yeah. you wait about six months to get them uh. somewhere. Yeah, I stuck with vintage Japanese. Uh, yeah, there, <laughs> You're better there. There's a reason. Yeah. I saw the sign when I was working on an old BSA. And the Speedo drive gear fell off on the freeway. <laughs> and I was like, I just put that on. I know I lost it, and I know what I spent for it. And when I saw it dancing away, and I confirmed, yep, no Speedo, and I went, fuck. Mm. So, like, even when you're working hard, you can't stay in front of it because there are things that just fail. And that's, that was my siren song of no more so when that bike went away, all the tools went away with it. Fuck it, it's gone. Man, you're dead to me. Yeah. Oh, I got this great Norton Command. I'll sell you cheap. Good. Fuck off. You're not keep it. Yeah. Good. You can just sell it to one of my friends. Yeah. So weight wise, weight wise between the bikes, uh, how close are they? I don't know. I really don't know. I didn't weigh them or even look at the stats for their weight, because I would assume that the KTM would be the lightest, because there's less of it. Yeah, but it's I a 390 think. motor. Yeah. It's a single, though. Yeah. Wait, you're selling? 
2016? 16? Yeah. All of them are, right? It, it yeah. definitely feels lighter than the other ones, though. Yeah. It might just be an illusion the way it's Yeah. Uh, the, the R3s of 2017, but they're all, I mean, they're all very... Um, I have to say my personal pick of the bikes, I guess, would be the R3. It's the one that I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's the one that I definitely got the biggest kick out of. If there was one I was going to spend time traveling on, it right. would be the R3. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If there was going to be one I wanted to just rip around town... Yeah. It would be the KTM. KTM. The KTM. Yeah. yeah. And if I want something to ride to work every day, like you said, for you the next thirty years, and the Honda would be perfectly <laughs> great for running around. But town the interesting too. thing is, that's three very clear. I mean, that's that's the best three possible answers you can get. Absolutely. Right. Is we've got one reliably that we're going to say <laughs> that if we're going to go honk long distance on it, you like the the wind protection and you like that the format of the R three. Which is, it's fucking great. And then, I totally agree. It would take finding a... Uh, room, room, guys. Uh, it would take finding <laughs> a really cheap CB300. Let's uh, put it into perspective like this. Oh, yeah. The Yamaha is a girl that's like high maintenance, mm -hmm. miniskirts, big gold earrings, high heel shoes... <laughs> Um, overdone. Not a long term. Well, <laughs> unless you want, unless you like the maintenance, you know. Right. The the uh, KTM. She messes. She dabbles with heroin. Let's say. I'm gonna say for sure. <laughs> yeah. She she she's, may, she's a wild ride, but she may have just <laughs> suffered a heart failure. Right. Failed. I think she's <laughs> overdone. Yeah, yeah. Take her home to mom. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. The Hondas, she may have a needle in her arm when you found right. her. Yeah, right. Hannas yeah. are um, girl next door, right. you know. Yeah. Pretty, but not beautiful. Not ashamed of them, but uh, right. You know, I'd be you happy can to count on them. Right. Yeah. I'd be like, they're always there. Yeah. 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 And, and twenty years later, you're like, I picked, I chose wisely. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. It. yeah. 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 So I got your weights. Okay, give me the weights. Uh, KTM, the the three ninety Duke yep. is three hundred and six pounds. Okay, right. that's very light. That's light. Yeah. You know what? That's so light. I'm going to tell you, that's no gas in the tank. Okay. It does say it was dry weight. Yeah. <laughs> wet weight. I smell a little. They don't have both there. of them on here. Uh, uh, for wet weight on the R3. Yeah. 368. So that's heavier mm -hmm. than the Hondas. Yeah. Because the Hondas are 348. But like yeah, you said, the Hondas are 348. Yeah. The Hondas are 348 wet with a battery. In it. I just says curb oh. weight on that one. I'm right. that's yeah. loaded, ready to roll. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. They're but, very but proud that, of that. Interesting because so the Yamaha's so, so a tiny they, bit heavier. Right, oh. that's the heavier, but that's the one I felt more comfortable going on the turns and leaning yeah. over. Yeah. It's a physically yeah. bigger bike, and it does right. have all the extra plastics which require right. some sort of support behind them. It ain't the plastic yeah. that weighs a lot. No, not the but, <laughs> no. but there's right. a structure. But the oh, shape, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So now here's the this was the part that was my like Morty's mind blower for me was I uh, anybody who listens to this podcast will know that. I have always been insanely impressed with the CBR, the CBR 250R, it's a great uh, and now the CBR 300. I've been insanely impressed with. It. I have, I used to hold that thing in such high regard. It was amazing until I rode the R3, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. those Hondas that you rode today are CBR 300Rs mm -hmm. without the lower fairings sure. on. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what they are. Right. They are naked CBRs, and. They really do appear now as second-class citizens compared to the R3 because that R3 is so fucking good, and it really is good. I mean, everybody... That, and they're the it's same, really like refined. It's the same, the same year. It's a refined bike. Yeah. And we always felt like 
the CBR 250RR and the CBR 300R was like the baby interceptor. It was like a 250 or 300cc fuel-injected jewel mm -hmm. of a perfect little motorcycle that, despite its CCs, kicked much ass. I think the Yamaha sounded really good, too. Yeah. It does. Oh, yeah. It does. It had good sound. The, um, and that's the, a stock bike. The KTM's a little obnoxious. And that is also a stock bike. But yeah. maybe that's because of the shorty exhaust on it. It is. And yeah. the Honda sound like a Honda. Honda right. sounded like a Honda. It, yeah. it sounded like it would be happy yeah. to generate electricity all day long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. Power outage, I'm your man. That's yeah. it. Uh, yeah, the Honda really did. Uh, it, it didn't impress me at all. And there's, there's nothing about that bike that made me go, oh, yeah, I'm so glad I got this. Yeah. But... Not exciting, but perfectly. If it's your first bike, God, then yeah. you, you want a reliable yep. bike to get around. And I was doing some ziggy zagging around, and I was taking it through Metro Parks, and I was really very at home throwing that bike into yeah. steep situations yeah. effortlessly and didn't feel like I was going fast because Honda. And I wonder, really, it'd be an interesting thing, because it is the lowest horsepower of all the things you rode, which I'm sure you felt. Oh, you feel it. Yeah, you feel it. Yeah, yeah, twenty-eight horsepower. I, I didn't enjoy the, the posture of the of the Hondas. You didn't? Yeah, no. the riding position. It yeah. felt that you have to stay up. Stiff arm. Forward. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, yeah. I think maybe I did enjoy that because <coughs> I it's a very upright bike, and that's typically yeah. what I ride. Right. Too. Right. I'm, I'm in like ride. a neutral position, riding mm -hmm. more like a standard yeah. geometry bike. Not anything super sporty, not anything super... So wait, isn't there one more guy out there? Oh, Chris Smith. He's taking the spade for a spin. Tell me he brings back all the keys. Okay. Yeah. I have a key in my pocket for the black CBR, yeah. but there's no tags on them. I mean, I... Right. No, there, we'll, we'll figure that out later. Yeah. I have the one for the red yeah. CBR. That's cool. That is the key for the black CBR. So we've had our opinions from group one. Okay. So group one is definitely giving their opinion. Now, group two was short. The, the Duke. Yeah, a little disappointed by that. You uh, got a, a heat but, scenario. But I don't want to be the one to come back on the sag wagon. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and maybe that says something about this this shootout. And what does it also say about the Duke? Because there, I'm reading the forums, I'm aware of things, and I do know that in the Cup, you know, in the, the Red Bull Cup, where they're racing KTM Dukes, uh -huh. they're having a lot of heat issues. They're having a lot of head problems. Well, so that could be a thing. Apparently, you got one. Well, I mean, this could be a real thing. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. The, uh, yeah, right? So the uh, so that's that. So where do we start off? Well, let's just start there. They're, they're I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off with the spade. It shouldn't be, you know, it's it's just was going for a ride. It's the spade. it's not hanging with the 300. No. It's, oh it's, no, not at all. It's just was thrown in there. My honest review of the spade, it was pretty cool and all. I mean, I put it up there with riding like, that's a 125 or a 150. 150 fuel injected. <sighs> Yeah, it, it's cool and all, but I really—I mean, I wouldn't put it, take it over a buddy. No, I don't think I would Lake Erie loop that bike. And really? what I will also mm -hmm. tell you guys, for anybody who's interested in the spade, full talk, distance both east to west and west to east, seventy miles per hour GPS verified. Really? At at literally as fast as the bike could go. Meaning that the tack, the needle... Well, the red line says 8,000, and I was close to that. Oh, no, you, I can, to, you can go it, all the way to it. It will go past the 8,000. You're, yeah. you're twisting yeah. that all the yeah. way. Yeah. You're in yeah, the, there, is no, there is no, quote, red line, so to speak. As it long as you're in fifth gear. <laughs> as long as yeah. you're in fifth gear, yeah. you can go well past It will let line. you turn all the way to all it will give you. Yeah. And, uh, and I can tell you that with a 210-pound shaved ape on it, <laughs> east to west and west to eight, east, 
70 miles per hour is indicated 72, actual speed 70 miles per hour. That is astonishing. Yeah, but it's a play bike. It's a little tiddler. I mean, it would yeah. be great at mid Ohio around the campground, around this short community. Apparently, it's 20. not real good when you put knobbies on it and try to go around band camp real fast. Unless <laughs> <laughs> the mirror was cracked. No, no, oh, not that bike. Another spade. Oh. Another spade. I saw the guy on that one. The white, uh, white one at band camp. Yeah. You didn't see the guy too good because Thursday night. He's the one who he pre-gamed it into an ambulance. Ah. So, so he broke the collarbone and three ribs. He's mm-hmm. the one. He's the one. And then showed up back to party three hours later. He rallied. <laughs> well, other people were riding his spade. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think that was his spade to ride. Uh, it was alone. It's alone. Oh. Welcome. To, hey, you should try this. <laughs> Take it for it's great. Right. It's heroin. What can we? Exactly. So yeah, right. What's this ever done to you? So so okay. So the you, spade doesn't have a place in my life. That's right. all I'm saying. It's not that it's not a, a great little bike for what. So somebody's yeah. life it does. A right. first bike or a. We sent it out on the second thing because we maybe throw it in the back of the it. RV and you just need to run here and there and everything. But eh, yeah. no. and it's three thousand bucks. So it's you know it's play bike. No. Uh, it's play bike. I'll go with the CBR. Yeah. When I first rode the CBR, I was like. Eh. This is what I expect from Honda. Nothing spectacular, very mundane. <laughs> it does what it should do. Nice yeah. handling. I was very impressed with the the suspension. Seemed pretty stiff. Consider you. I figured to get on that bike. I'm 300 pounds to feel like right. it pushed down. But I'm I like, agree. oh, it is taut and firm. Right. Um, rode it. I'm like, oh boy, it's a little thumper. I'm like, eh, where's the gas? You know, you know. But it was. Reason it never skipped the beat. It was very nice handling and everything, yeah. very intuitive I was and everything. How good I could corner. I was excited to jump on the Yamaha because I I'm like, oh, this is a twin, and this is. Yeah. And I jumped on it and I fluffed the throttle and I went boom and set up. And and, uh, <laughs> and and I was like, oh, this is going to be exciting, you know. First gear, I'm like okay, where's the rest of first gear? You know, like, it's through it pretty quick. And then second yeah. gear. And I'm moving, but I'm like, yeah. And then I'm already up in the sixth gear. Yeah. And I'm like, well, now I'm in sixth gear, and I feel like I need a shift, and I'm doing what I was doing on the CBR. Oh, so you need a 10-speed transmission. That Well, yeah. the CBR, just at cruising around, like right. I could actually go fifth gear at 35, 40 mile an hour yeah. for, through the park right. with that 300, the Yamaha 300. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in sixth gear, and I feel like mm. almost like I want to shift at 50 mile, uh, 40, 50 mm. mile an hour. Yeah. Like, I... I wonder what it would be like on the highway. I mean, I know it goes to eleven grand or it goes to eleven grand, but so does the CBR. Yep. It signs off at ten five. So, right. I think the gearing on at least on the CBR, I liked it way better. That's an interesting point because that would lend a lot to why the R three felt so sporty because yeah. it's geared shorter. Yeah. So mm-hmm. a bike that's geared shorter is going to feel more mm-hmm. exciting. I don't know what the top speed, and maybe the top speed is phenomenal better than the CBR. But, but it, the CBR at the speeds we were going right. felt way more comfortable and in lower revs and torquier and right. you know being a single and stuff. Even coming up the hill, you know, I didn't feel like and it taken off too. Like the, right. I like the clutch too. The, the 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 Yamaha, the clutch is way out here, it is. and you're revving it up, you know, to right. take off. The CB the CBRs. Just kind of dump the clutch. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can just dump the, the clutch on it. Never felt like that would have ever stalled or anything like okay. that. Mm-hmm. All right, good to I, know. I, you know, I thought I liked the CBR and yeah. the seating. Okay, the seating was even better, more comfortable. Like Bad the way. only the only part of the ergos that I didn't like were the handlebars 
weren't straight enough across. Oh, they, they were kicked they, in too much? Yeah, they were just a little, like three more yeah. degrees. Just And those don't have, you know, the, the, right. the, the sets. They're not true clip-ons. They're, They're a handlebar. Yeah. yeah. So, But you can find a different handlebar, put oh, a dirt sure. bike bar on it, whatever yeah. you want to do. What did you think, Steve? How am I going to follow Mecklefresh? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you did ride the bikes. Yeah. Well, I like the the R3 motor. Yeah. Engine, sorry. Yeah. But I felt like I had to shuttle through the gears more than on okay. the CBR. The CBR. Pick just, a gear, any just, gear. Yeah, and you could just, right, like, just run that gear out, and it doesn't matter. It pulls a lot. The CBR pulls a lot better. Interesting. The, okay, seat, the seat was more, way more comfortable. The seating position was way more comfortable. I would have put two-inch bar risers on it, but yeah. I mean, that's me. That's fine. But that R three would be nice, like a, if a, a nin, in the Ninja, you know, whatever. Yeah. With the higher bars, it would be a little more comfortable, mm -hmm. I think. Then my, because I had a two fifty Ninja, and yeah. I liked it because I like, I it's fun to just rev an engine out to fourteen thousand RPM, so. I just didn't. Yeah. I just didn't feel like I got much out of the revs when I no. revved when I revved the Yamaha. It no, but it was smooth like, though. I mean, it, it, was it moved. Smooth. It revved, but I didn't yeah. feel like I was accelerating any faster no, than the, the C CBR. Okay. No, the CBR was the CBR definitely had more pull. To, I thought in a different way. I mean, they're yeah. just because they're, they're two different well, configurations. Two different configurations. Yeah, there's That's a twin the or a single. Yeah. So, and that is true when you're dealing with multiple cylinders, you're always going to go for a more RPM. And the spade, I thought. I like the seating position. I kind of liked it because I like little crappy bikes. But, right. You know, I mean, that's just the kind of... We're not comparing the Spade against the other two bikes. No, but <laughs> I like... The only thing I didn't like about it was it felt, it felt like it needed to be... Is that, car, is that uh, fuel, is injected? fuel injected? Well, they need to change the mapping on that because it was knocking the whole time. Oh, really? Is it the fuel? I, I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh, we only lean. put. We only put Ohio's finest eighty-seven octane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, th I thought it was running uh, lean. Right. So maybe we do need to bump. Maybe that bike is thirstier for something with a little more yeah. octane. <clears throat> and I'm yeah. sure it's lean as hell to meet you know yeah. EPA. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, so. I'm just saying it. It felt like it was running lean to <clears throat> me. So, but uh, I other wouldn't than be that, surprised if it were. The CBR. Yeah. I, I always like the CBRs, and I mean you can't beat it. And, and Honda's got a winner with it. I mean it's a great starter bike. It's I expected great, it's a way more excitement bike. out of the Yamaha that didn't happen. You don't need it. It doesn't need to be a starter bike. It could be your bike. Second I mean, that. You'll second that, yeah. too. Okay, so you're also yeah. going to come in with the... The, the Yam it will rev, what, a thousand higher? But like John already said, it it doesn't do anything. It um, looks the part. It just, doesn't, it just doesn't have the torques. I mean, the torques are they're gone. So you're, you're saying with a single cylinder, you're definitely getting more flywheel effect. I Yeah, I feel like it's got more torque. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Because you do yeah. have more flywheel effect. The uh, seating on the Yamaha leaves a little bit desired for larger mammals. Well, and that's something and that, that I mean, was different between the two groups that went out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, you know... The well, I mean, I, I'm the same size on all the bikes, but the Honda didn't crush my... That's <laughs> like the, yeah. the Yamaha was all up so, on the junk. So, so, <laughs> so we don't know what Group 1 said. It didn't know right. me that mm -hmm. well. So what, what is the difference between what Group 1 group said one and what Group... Very strongly for the Yamaha. Wow. Really? And and felt very strongly for the Yamaha and was and would have actually chosen the, the Duke had the Duke not come in with a heat seizure. Had the Duke not come in with a heat failure, there there was a, there were more than one mouth on the Duke's dick. Uh, so <laughs> the, uh, and, but but then it was all turned into well, then. oh my when Sparky came in with a bunch with a hot Duke. Bitches. You know? So, uh, 
That is the interesting, the interesting comparison between Group One and Group Two. Can we look that up in the Urban Dictionary? What's that? The Hot Duke. <laughs> <laughs> so it is interesting because because we have different in the group we have different heights, yeah, different yeah. weights, yeah, uh, different seating positions, different backgrounds. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, this it's is all a, over the place. This is as diverse of a group as any motorcycle company yeah. would ever hope to get for a test group. Uh, the Honda's easy to wheelie. The Yamaha yeah. kind of doesn't want to. Well, and he hasn't ridden a motorcycle since a Katana. Twenty years ago. Two wow. wives ago. Ye- Three wives ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Through a lot of women. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of yeah, that, yeah. we and compared Nick's the been... motorcycles, each of the three mm-hmm. motorcycles, to uh, a woman. So if you were to make the same yeah. analogy, right, that's you, a good point. what yeah. analogy would you use for Ooh. each of those motorcycles? Compare it to a woman or a type of woman. If you were to say. Well, Yamaha yeah, wife, Honda side chick. Oh, really? No. <laughs> really? Oh, wait, you didn't no. mean that way. No, yeah, okay, no, hang on. No, it is. Yes. <laughs> it is. Oh, yeah. oh, the CBR is definitely the wife. I mean, that's the one I want to marry. <laughs> CBR is the wife. She's good all around. She's comfortable in her. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can do anything together. No. Man, the Yamaha. The Yamaha's prettier. The Yamaha's sexy. The Yamaha, like, maybe if I just want to take her out and, like, pretend I'm, you know, pretend I've got a hot wife. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is fantasy world. We understand. Nobody's nobody's okay, making we, any. We realize you didn't really get a chance at the Duke, but if you were going to sum up the Duke, in the well, the Duke. Fashion. I mean, I I would have loved to ride. The well, Duke. I think the what Duke. you should do is you should take the Duke out now that it's cooled down. The the Duke oh, is yeah. like the yeah. one that like, oh, she's the looker. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. that's key. There's uh, there's the key right there. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody take the Duke like out right now. The Duke's calmed down. We'll keep the podcast going while you're gone. You got the Duke first. Okay. Yeah. Because it's going to get it's one worth, ride. It's worth it. <laughs> Maybe two. The, uh, the Duke, Duke's a single, though, too. It is a single. So yeah. I think, I'm, yeah. I mean, I I think that's going to be nicer, for especially for a 300-pound guy. Have you sat on it yet? No. I anticipate that that will change 40% of your appeal. Yeah. Uh, because the seating position is exotic. If you didn't like the Yamaha, and, and you're not going to like the Duke. Exotic. That's the like, way of saying it, it crushes your nut. What I'm saying is, I've met doctors that were nicer. I've met doctors who were more thoughtful <laughs> right. Right. about the position I was in than the Duke. The, the Duke is a torture wrench. Uh, it's, it is truly that riding position where you're like, okay. And at what point does the, the rectal probe get inserted? Uh, <laughs> so this was my first experience on a KTM. Yeah. I've never ridden one. My expectations. No, this is your first experience. My first on an Indian my... KTM. <laughs> Not an yeah, Austrian KTM. Yeah. Oh, okay. There is right. a difference. I've ridden the, the regular one. There is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> my expectations were really high. Right. Yeah. And the main the main thing is the, is that the the seat in the seating position was kind of off. Yeah. But the motor is totally there with my expectations. Yeah. Until it apparently until it's until it kind of overheats <laughs> and then it's shit happens. I have your top speed if you're interested. Yes, top speeds, please. Uh, KTM uh, 104. Okay, I could see that. I can, yeah. uh, the Honda is 106. After like half an hour of pushing it, probably. <laughs> and then you got to believe. Is 112. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. Again, and that's where you have. Again, you put them on that same racetrack. Put them on the same the racetrack. Long backstretch. Yeah, you got to have the long backstretch. The Yamaha is going to be uh, faster and it's going to be more aerodynamic. The 105. Thing, the the 105 108 whatever that's all I mean slightly over 100 right none of that impresses I mean none of that surprises me because we've had CBRs that were going 100 miles per hour with me on it just on the freeway coming home you know with backpack on and just looking down head down mm-hmm. and then look up the clocks for a second and go oh well I guess I am doing 100 because speed is very weird with those bikes 
on one hand, you feel like you're not going very fast because, well, you're not. On the other hand, the, no, the motor is making all of the reps, you know, 10,000 RPM. And then you're like, well, holy shit, the tack becomes more impressive than the speedo. Because with the, the spade, as we said, very few motorcycles in the world, I have run the needle off of the numbers. And still been able, you know, had a bike that was running. Yeah, very rare. And that's why with these little bikes where you can try your guts out and you're going 110, you know. And the fact that they're saying the Yamaha R3 does 100 and 115, 112 or something, mm -hmm. I guess it doesn't surprise me because it is a parallel, it is a twin, and it is revvy as fuck. Mm -hmm. but, so you but get into that high RPM. Even, even if the R3... Or can it push the wind? ...was just barely 100, I would feel more comfortable with the seating position uh -huh. and the shape and the seat and everything on the R3 the than R3. any of the other ones. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. At least yeah. we're going in that position at that speed for a while. Yeah. I wouldn't like to be on the KTM over 100 with that seating position. At yeah, all. I've, I've, in my playing around with KTM, I had the KTM to about 85 miles per hour, and you definitely do feel like you're on a skateboard. Mm. Yeah, you feel exactly like you're on a skateboard. There's no way. You're, it's you're super like, tight and just. If somebody yeah. told you this yeah. just became a unicycle, you'd be like, I'm not going to lie, I believe that. Right, because you, the where your body is on the bike, you feel like you're on a unicycle. But I also feel. I mean, my DRZ doesn't feel quite that bad. It's not as aggressive as that. But I've ridden other people's Dukes over the ages, and you do kind of sit in the front seat. You know, you drive from the front on those. So it is pretty, like, yeah, the idea is, like, twitchy. Yeah, and get your, get your balls yeah. up on the gas tank and spin that back tire up, son. Let's see if paint some stripes, you know. Price-wise, do you know what the MSRPs are? I kind of do, but go ahead and bring them on. That's what I was curious okay. about. Honda's the cheapest. $4,000. 4000 even. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the yellow actually has a base, a standard price of $5,000. $1,000 more, yeah. Wow. If you go to the ABS, lot. it's going to cost you another $300. Okay. And I, I'm not sure if those Hondas are ABS equipped or not. I, do, I don't think they, they are. They don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I was happy with the brakes on both of them. I was very happy. Yeah. Then mm -hmm. the, the Duke, again, is 5000 So we got a $4,000 player wow. and two $5,000 players. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. That's a quarter of the bike. That's a lot of money. The difference between a $4,000 bike and a $5,000 bike, that's a lot of cheeseburgers to flip. I know. Yeah, that's a lot of income. And that's that's a tough one. I mean, because $5,000 does put you into that, maybe I should be looking at that used, used Ninja bike. 650. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that I can get for 3500 A DRZ... Or a DR650 is yeah. $5,600. Brand new. Brand new. Brand new. And the dealer always has them on sale for $49.99. For a brand new DR, or a DR650. They're always on sale for $49.99. Uh, in fact, I would tell you, if you went into your Suzuki dealer with five grand, it'd be hard not to leave there with the DR650. Uh, very easy. But we have, <coughs> sitting in our room with us right now, we have an SV650 over there for three grand. That has... Mm -hmm. Brand new Michelin's on it. That has brand new Scandinavian brakes on it. Yep. That has that's it's fuel injected, and it's got everything you'd ever want for three thousand dollars. It's a no-brainer. Yes. Mm -hmm. For three grand, you can keep all those bikes. I'll take the SV. I would too. You know, yeah. and it's a six fifty. Right? It's a six fifty that you can yeah. literally do anything. Mm -hmm. with. So that's a tough position to be in. 
I think, you know, it's hard for us to imagine spending retail money on anything because we're all chisels. Everybody in this room's a fucking chisel. <laughs> <laughs> the only person that bought a new bike is sitting to my right. And it's because he's a fetishist. And Steve Hoffer. Because he He's a fetishist also. He's also a fetishist. He's a different fetish. I love V7. He's already got Oh, that's right. You already have V7. He pre ordered a It's the only new bike I've ever bought in my life. It's the only new bike I've ever bought. It is. Only new bike I've ever I don't count any of the bikes I ride that are new as mine because they're they're here. What do you think? Like every other KTM I've ever ridden? Yeah. Under five pile of shit. Well, let's give it a second to cool down. Oh. Yeah. Let's give it a little breather. Hoffert, you need to tell me more, sir. <laughs> I need to know more about this unrefined pile of shit. Well, because... Don't sugarcoat it. Tell Don't us how you really feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I do feel strongly about the India nature of the bike. Yeah. I feel strongly about the poor brake quality. I, do I, I don't feel like those brakes are anywhere near what they could be. And I, I have a problem with that. Especially now that I know it's $5,000. I mean, granted it's... And it reads. Yes. And granted it's 90 cc's bigger than the other bikes. So that's okay. Half a gallon of gas less than the other bikes. Is it really? Ooh, that hurts. You're going to want to get off that thing and fuel it up pretty regularly. Well, not just because it's uncomfortable. And let it cool down. Yeah, don't you? Oh, that makes an excellent point. Do you drive it? Do you drive it between heat episodes, or you drive it between sore asses? Okay, so the thing's hot. Right. I mean, the thing. I mean, if it overheats or it doesn't overheat, it still is hot being on it. It's hot. Yeah. Oh no, it does throw heat on you. Yeah, and then down low, it sounds like it's got a box of marbles just rattling around (laughs) in it. It's something that I can't handle. And it smooths out. I mean, once you, you know, give it the RPM. RPMs, it smooths yeah. way out. Yeah. I, I'll give it that, and it's got good power. Yeah. Yes. I like the seating position. I oh, like you the do hard like the seat. seat. I like the seating position. I like the hard seat. Okay. I, I always liked hard seats, yeah. and I like that. So you're a hard ass. Yeah. You should yeah. go ride that R9T. You'll be in heaven. So you've ridden <laughs> yeah. other KTMs before. Do you... Right. And they all are the same. Are they all the same type of seat? Not the posture, the posture, but the, the, the seats are always hard and kind of square? Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty Ish. much like good Until for you get to the adventure thirty bikes. minutes. <laughs> but yeah, for all the all the hooligans, really? all the dukes I've ever ridden, the seat was an afterthought. The seat was like a piece of vinyl stretched over the frame rails. You know. Yeah. So like yeah. I said, last summer, I was at a, I was fueling up in Speculator, New York, and this group of BMW guys came in, and one guy had a KTM, and the KTM guy came up. They were from Canada, and yeah. so they started talking to the KTM guys. Like, I want to. Buy an Africa twin. It's like I mean, whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> well, I said, and so he's like, we're we're heading down, we're heading south now. It's too bad I don't have any time. I'm like, well, just ride my twin, and I'll ride your KTM. Mm-hmm. So I rode his KTM. I assume he had an adventure. Yeah. Okay. And he, and <laughs> he's riding so, with BMW right. guys. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so we rode, you know, 30, 40 miles, and he got off, and he's like. I'm getting rid. I'm there's yeah, as soon as I get back to Canada, I'm buying an Africa Twin. Wow. There's no yeah. there's no comparison, and yeah. it's like it's it's like the Honda makes things so that all the range that whole range is good. You know, like yeah. you could go for, right. you know, yeah. through first gear, through sixth gear, right. through mm-hmm. highway in the city, mm-hmm. and you know, like like during a rainstorm versus a, yeah. you know a hot day. I mean, everything is is just right about the Honda. I mean, and it may not be the best at every single thing. But it's good enough all around yeah. that it makes you want. It, it makes it. It gets eighty yeah. percent in every category. They're right. warm and fuzzy. 
So out of and all the bikes, amazing because that is the same review that the CB1100 gets. Yes, yeah. it no. is. It, is. It, gets it, eight, it gets eight. It gets eight stars yep. in every known category. <laughs> you know, how is it as a beard trimmer? It's a Honda. It gets eight <laughs> stars. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. How is it as a pizza delivery vehicle? Eight stars. Yeah. That's exactly. So it. which? Yeah. Now that you actually wrote all of them, which one would you pick? CBR. Or it depends on which. Yeah, that sounds. How do you want to? CBR. Just Honda. Did you expect? No, the not just Honda. I want the refined I mean. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I want the refined shit. I, would, I think the CBR had the least amount of motor noise. Said, I don't know, give you that gamble. KTM or I'll give you that Spade. I take the Spade. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, wow. What would be the main oh, reason for I could for use the Spade. I could use the Spade. I couldn't use the KTM. But what would be the main reason why would you go for the Spade other than the KTM? It's more comfortable. Okay. And I could use it around town, whereas I can't use that KTM around town. I can't use that KTM for anything. I could use that KTM for like harassing people around the streets. You know, and like I would I mean, like to mention that this is being said by the man who owns an FXS, <laughs> arguably the most rowdy sport supermotard ever built. By yeah, anybody. And, that, and that bike yeah. reminded me more of my F, and that's probably why I hate the, the 390. Yeah, because that 390. Yeah. Is very similar to my FXS. Uh -huh. I mean, I think as far as like what it's supposed to do. Dimensionally, yeah. But sure. the FXS does every single thing better. 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 I, mm. I totally. It's agree. got better brakes. Yeah. It's got it holds the road better. It's got a better seating position, yeah. and it's faster. Yep. Yeah. And so, the weight, they're in the exact same weight class. Right. But the the FXS has twice the power. Right. So yeah, that's that's something. And and it's got a longer wheelbase. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Mm. And it's probably quiet. Well, you can't get you can't get quieter. <laughs> yeah, you're the loudest thing on the bike, and yeah. you're not very loud. Hey, there's what the key teams do. Yeah, good at converting, go, uh, converting go petrol the, to noise. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that's really. I mean, that's a fantastic review of of that bike. I mean, sorry, Liza. Well, no, she, I mean, I think she's selling. She I think she's selling her KTM. She? she got a big KTM. Yeah, she has yeah. like a six ninety or something, big right? Big, yeah, yeah, big dude. And, but I think she's selling it anyway. I think she got a BMW for all this cross country work she's doing. Mm. So yeah, but but yeah, that's I mean that's exactly right. That's that's the perfect example of you know why we tested all these bikes. You know that's that's the idea. I mean, this is the the low buck low power shootout, it, and being done by every fucking different kind of human as far as yeah. rider experience goes. Yeah, you know, Nick, how many bikes have you owned? Four. Four and what do, do, what bikes have you owned? What's your list of motorcycle experiences? Uh, Seventy four CB seven fifty. Okay. Eighty two SP two fifty. Right. Eighty seven SP two hundred and a seventy two CB three fifty. Oh, and, oh, and, and, right. and two Vespa rallies. Right. Yeah. So everything you've got is old, <laughs> old and medium powered. Yeah. Or newer and low powered, <laughs> and then weird. It's a rally okay, so what do you? I, I'm <laughs> okay. sorry, I missed all this, but what did you guys pick? I you picked were, the R3. I did too. Me too. Uh, and I love the KTM. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> what can I say? Yeah. I like the yeah. problem children Mi always. Miguel, always Miguel felt strongly Weird. about well, the it. KTM. Gave me, I mean, it gave me. It was a grin factor. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a giggle factor. I can take it up on the curb. Yeah. I can you know, stand on it. It doesn't matter. I I completely <laughs> agree. I mean, for the price though, no, I'd have to. I'd think twice at five grand. Well, and that's the joke. Is the other day I rode a bike. Cooling. There are bikes I ride one time a year. Now the sad thing is, there's a lot of them. Because you only have so much time. 
Well, yeah. We and all there's know so many options. The Tiki GS only comes out for Bandcamp yeah, and Muddy Rallies. Yep, yep. That's why I have a twisted ankle right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently sometimes a girl's got to ride. And I'm just the man to take her for that. Usually at midnight. Hey, man. Yeah. Especially at midnight. Well, it wasn't quite that late, but it was getting dark. Yeah. But it caught me in the shower. Bring, so bring, the, uh, bring the air bags and let's go. <laughs> a very weird shower. It was the least sexy shower of my life. But anyway... Uh, for being three people in that shower and two of them ladies, that should have been a lot more fun. But anyway, I digress. That's a bike I ride once a year. The the Yamaha XT350 is a bike I ride once a year. And it's mid-Ohio. And I went to had to take the bus back to the warehouse, took the bus back. I gotta ride something back from the warehouse. I, I see it, I see it manifested itself into the it has into the tunnel. Yep. It's going to get its pre-AMA vintage day service, right? Which means I'll put a battery in it. Because it doesn't need one unless you want the turn signal to work. But uh, I kick-started the bike, and sure, kicking around on 1984 tires, it did wonderfully. I mean, it did everything a 1983-84 XT350 should do with its wonky, weird carburetor and all that fun shit. It did 75 miles an hour getting here and did great. I was very happy with it, but it's a weird bike I ride once a year. Dustin didn't mean wreck it. No, Justin. <laughs> yeah, right. This time, because he wasn't here. So anyway, but that's a bike that, like you said, I you can go on the sidewalk with it. You can go on the curb with it. You can do anything you want with it. The thing is, that's an eight hundred dollar motorcycle. So it's an eight hundred dollar motorcycle. That's a three hundred and fifty cc that will go almost eighty miles per hour. And it's a proper real dirt bike that you can ride on the street legally for eight or nine hundred bucks. Can't beat that. Oh, God. It only had an electric and start. And it's red and white. Mm. You know? Uh, yeah, if it had an electric start, it'd be And perfect. if you're interested in this, we'll it be in mid-Ohio. It will be in mid-Ohio. Do you know what makes that bike so much lighter and brings the price down? The right. lack of a title. The lack of a title. I can tell you I'm on my fifth Vermont title, though, right now. And it, is, oh, man. it works real good. So get Vermont on that. Vermont title works? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, uh, well... Work. I, uh, Take it from this guy. I've been uh, yeah. riding my rally around recently, in the past couple of days, uh-huh. from don't DMV don't to DMV. What uh, What did you say? <laughs> Are you trying to put it from your name into your name? Yes. That doesn't work. Right. Right. You need an accomplice. Put yeah. it into my name and I'll put it back into right. your exactly. name. That's how you have to do it. Uh, right. That's Because you go to a title bureau and say, hi, I'd like to take this bike I bought from me and sell it to me. Not even that. Not even that. Clearly there's something wrong. I've been, I've been like... Yeah. I've been living in Vermont. Like, if I was a student in Vermont, say oh, that. Oh, believe me, the story, um, I've told the story five times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be transferred to somebody else. Nobody has walked down that trail yeah. more than I me. I might as well move and to I Vermont. And I burned out three or four different title ladies. I took a dozen donuts. Yeah. You got no fucking chance. Huh. But the trick is, <laughs> you just... donut. donuts. Yeah. I get it. But meanwhile, you there go in there. another asshole with a dozen donuts. Be nice to him until we get a donut. Dozen donuts? He must... Dozen donuts? He must be a felon. <laughs> That's why I only bring ten, <laughs> and you come with powdered sugar. Come with powdered sugar. <laughs> That's right. It's a, it's a yeah. small size yeah. box of holes, yeah. twenty-five donut holes. I, I, I only bring in a half dozen donuts. It works every time. I carry with my dick. Yeah. <laughs> 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 One are they the gym donuts? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So uh, Macklefresh is going to come in on an extremely overheated Duke here in a minute. <laughs> the Duke out there is just going to piss its contents out of it. He's going to open the door and come in, you're going to hear, You guys own a hose. Come on, man. Can I play the sprinkler? The So Hey, maybe that's it. Maybe that's a rainy day bike. It is 90 degrees outside. So, I mean, yeah, in our de- in its defense, and but we're whipping it like it, you know, it's a cool idea. We're beating it like a rented we're, horse. Yeah, we're, yeah. Well, the thing is, you can't get anywhere yeah. here fast. Rented yeah. something. Yeah. You yeah. can't keep moving. You have right. to stop at every right. freaking right. light. Every barely, light. Yeah, we barely got to fourth duty. gear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's awful duty. So, Mr. Fresh, what did you think of the micro duty? Oh, boy. Or as we call it, the baby duke, Duval Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, it did stall on me once. Yeah, so uh, it's done. Yeah. Well, it was just like a. Lo- it didn't. It definitely doesn't lug in low speed, and maybe it's just fuel. Oh no, you can't lug. Yeah, no, that's no. not like the CBR. You can't plotter it around or anything. Yeah. And also, I will say this: that the gas that's in the tank, I didn't put in it. Yeah. So, in all defense, that's the gas that came from where I bought it. Kerosene. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what it comes Who knows? But maybe with a fresh tank of, and that bike specs out very clearly, the highest octane. It doesn't Mm. say 91. It doesn't say 92. It says the highest octane. (laughs) Because if you're going to get 40-some horsepower out of that motor, there's only one way to do it. The only, okay, compared to the CB, I'm not going to compare it to the Yamaha R3. I'm only going to compare it to the CBR. The only thing that I would take from the 390 Duke is a little bit of that. That's definitely more revvy, yeah. peppier mm-hmm. motor. I yeah, like. Yeah. That's the only thing about I liked about the motor and the gear range on that. Maybe seemed like it was a little higher Question. than the CBR. I would take that reviness and peppiness, but I want to keep my low end CBR. You know? When anyone was riding the R3, at any point did anyone have the front wheel in the air? On the R3. I didn't try. I had to work very hard at it. Right. No. Yeah. I can tell you that just going to the title bureau seven or eight and times. And I'm I had sure to, it was, I'm holding my yeah. fingers a half an inch. I'm sure it was that high. Seven or eight I times, mean, title bureau and back, I had the front wheel up. Yeah. Chris, Chris no, no, says no. like that. <laughs> no, I was, well, I was behind you. You were okay. foot off the ground. Seven or eight didn't times. Didn't feel like it. Sorry. <clears throat> the KTM Baby Duke. Is very tried happy to, to have its front wheel in try, Tried to, yeah, I tried to, try, and even with you sitting in the extra front row, so sitting in the super duper front row, it still wants to wheelie. I don't think there's actually something wrong with the Duke's motor. Yeah, but at times it kind of sounded like it was like real knock like at idle, like. Well, it's got a real, it's a little knockety. As soon as you rev it up, it's fine and everything. Yeah, well, let's, like that. let's then say. Every symptom that we have all said, every single one of them, yeah. he, he really people is. sitting around this shop, sitting around this table right now, yeah. are all people that know if you have old stale gas, yeah. that will happen. Yeah. If you have low octane, low octane that will happen. What if you have old stale, low octane gas? Well, guess what gas some people like to put in their motorcycles? Low the octane. Yeah, the cheapest fucking possible. Yeah. And maybe that gas was put in there. 11 months ago. What or if you have 11 blood months ago. As far as the heat issue for me, <laughs> yeah. I didn't feel like it was giving off a lot of heat. The fan did kick on, yeah. but it kicked right off. Like when I was oh, parking okay. it. Good to know. That's good. So it will yeah. kick off. Sign. It Maybe will it cycle. Could add an air bubble. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with shitty low gas. I'm going to go with low mm. and slow. 
I'm going to go old, old Mobile. It would be very interesting to yeah. see, again, with all these bikes, it, yeah. like a Power Commander and what you could do with some of the mapping and stuff like that. I think you're pretty much maxed out at 40 uh, horsepower, 390. I'm pretty certain that that, yeah. for that That's to be streetable, that they had to lean it out pretty hard. And if you added a little bit oh, more fuel to it, would, yeah. would probably cool it off a little bit more. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't doubt it. And the real thing comes down to, well, at $5,000, you know, is that we all sat here last week and said $3,500 was a no fucking brainer. We were going to buy a Honda Monkey bike. I did. Right, yeah. But so I already ordered one. Yes. Yeah. You didn't order the monkey. I thought you ordered a passport. Ordered a, a pass, uh, you ordered a passport? A Cub Super Cub. A Super Cub. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I, ordered I, ordered, I tried to order, like I said, I tried to order two, but they wouldn't take it. They wouldn't. Huh. Yeah. Would they have to order one of each? Yeah, so... Did you got the banana so or the I'm red? Waiting, I'm no, waiting. No, so I Super talked cup. to Dale. Oh, the Dale, yeah, Dale yeah. The, I'm getting it from On the Edge Honda, and yeah. they're great people there, so yeah. I highly recommend them. But but uh, I think I'm going to buy a monkey and a Super Cup. Sure, why not? Are you doing that because you think... Both of them, you because you just <laughs> Because you just love them so much? Or you think that this is going to be a quickie one-off, and they're not like this I is your the only Super chance. Cup's going to be a one-off because the Super, <laughs> like a very limited window to purchase or them. The Super, buying. no one's going to buy a Super. I mean, I think the Super Cub is going to be very limited, expensive. and no one's yeah. going to buy it. That's what happens. They're too expensive, and, they and I, I'm almost positive. But I think the monkey bikes are going to be sell like crazy. Yeah, I think the monkey bike is the new ground. No, I, that's I, I, agree. I agree, and I think it's going to mm. sell like crazy. It's the but kinder, you know gentler, what? older ground. That I'm, monkey I'm bike buying a monkey bike because that was my very first yeah. two wheel really, conveyance. I would really love to see how it stacks against the uh, spade. spade. The spade. spade. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care yeah. how it stacks. I think it's it'll be like, I think I think it's probably going to have more power. You know I would hope it has more power. What I love about the monkey bike is was the thing we were talking about before. We found the pictures it's of huge. the real monkey bike versus yeah. the new monkey bike. And it's the it's the gorilla bike. It's huge, yeah. but it looks it's just like it. I'm so happy with it. Yeah. I'm so happy that it's not literally a under your shoulder motorcycle. No, it's not. No, it's fucking. It's the right size, but it's proportionally but this, done. It's scale scale under the shoulder. Doesn't have folding handlebars. To remember this. Super Cub got 125 cc's. Really? And so, how can you beat a Cub? I rode my Cub all day state sailing today. I had the thing packed full. I had like the fold out oh, baskets. Like what you see, yeah, the Vietnam I had pants. everything. I bought like <laughs> pairs of Birkenstocks and all this shit. So, but, so, so I was thinking, so I can do forty-two miles an hour on my seventy, right. and I'm thinking, wouldn't this be sweet if it was one twenty-five and I could do sixty? Yeah, with fuel injection. What's the fuel injection? And well, I mean, although I must say, the Cub with that stupid fifth. 17 millimeter card, whatever it is, starts in the first kick. Every, Every you can let it sit for two years and you kick it once that it starts. Because the energy your foot is putting into it is 17 times more energy than it needs <laughs> to start. <laughs> yeah. I've seen hand start those things yeah. on the bench. Yeah. Dude, that, I don't know. That thing kicks back. You could throw you could throw you right over the handlebar. <laughs> <laughs> you could spring well, your like, wrist. Like you. But they have electric <laughs> starters too. I always yeah. kick yeah. it because it's just yeah. one half of a kick and it starts. Did you ever read? Did you ever ride the Simba when we had it? Mm. I did. Yeah, the yeah. Simba is a very good bike, but I think that. For the price difference between the Simba, which is carbureted, and the new Super Cub, I got to go with the Super Cub every right. single day. Right. Even yeah, if you compare yeah, a perfect brand new Simba at thirty two ninety nine 
versus a $35.99 Super Cub with fuel injection and ABS brakes or whatever. You gotta go Super Cub. Yeah, the Super Cub is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I'm, I'm, and it's in the I'm, right, right hands down, hands down. So I haven't seen one in yeah. person yet. Right. I mean, it's <laughs> the sexiest, <laughs> most beautiful piece of work of art that I've <laughs> ever seen. Yeah. And I can't yeah. wait to own it. And I wish it wasn't in January because I'm not gonna have to stare at it for like January. That's like the bicycle for fucking Christmas. Yes. Well, like your C70, imagine a motor that you can whir up, like literally spin it really fast on a six-volt battery. Right. Right. It's like... On a six-volt battery. (laughs) And those six-volt batteries last forever, and and when they die, you just charge them up, and they they charge right back up. Security system batteries. Yeah. Works all everything you'll ever need. uh, So the other thing we want to talk about... So... Before we jump ship on the topics, what did you like, Chris? What was your favorite? You got to write them all? Well, I took the uh, Simcoe down to my neighbor because he wants to buy one, and I think I sold one for you. Simcoe. What the hell is Simcoe? Simcoe. What the hell is Simcoe? Simcoe. Simcoe. Simcoe is an old car from the 70s. It's the Simcoe. I just saw one. Anyhow, took it down to my neighbor because he's been pining for one, yeah. and uh, he rode around the block, and he came back smiling, so he's going to come up and Wait a minute, have you loaned yeah. out the loan bike? Loaned the loaner. I don't know what happened to He sub-loaned it. He sub-loaned it. He got a sub-loan. Yeah, you know, those Hondas were, were very nice, those 300s. They are really they, nice. they, they got enough get up and go, and they break real nice. And I, too, was very impressed by, for a $3,000 bike, it is the least expensive of the test. And I felt that the suspension was perfect. I'm, I'm going to say, like, anybody who comes out and says, oh, no, that suspension is trash. Um, 210 pounds. I sat on it. It sagged exactly the right amount. The front end was exactly right. I took it out for a rip. At no point did I ever bottom it out. Did any of the smaller riders think it was too stiff too or stiff? anything? No. Actually, so was, I thought it was a little stiff. Okay. Because it, it surprised me. Compared to the you're not a smaller rider, though. But I was actually surprised when you said that you thought it was like plush. Right. And it's, I thought that it Well, was, I didn't think it was plush. I was surprised that you know that the firm it was sus- with a 300 pound. The rear suspension on those bikes is set in the lowest position. Wow. Really? Surprise, 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 oh. surprise. I got the front to bottom out, both coming down, bringing the wheel back yeah. down, yeah. and in braking. The I got Yamaha the, I got the, bringing the wheel back down. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> the, R, the R3 sag a lot. With, I saw everybody yeah. who got on that R3, the yeah. suspension sagged like three inches. Okay, too much sag. Honda's were less, less, right? Well, I didn't Honda's feel like yeah, the R3 like was less, a lot yeah. worse than the CBR, but yeah. CBR, I was like amazed. It's solid. It feels very solid. The, the red yeah. one felt softer than the black If I could have I that know. ride on any it's bike set. I own, I would take it. But it felt it. It might be. It might be. They both have impossibly low miles on them. Yeah. Like they both have under 600 miles, 700 miles on them. So which yeah. one did you prefer out, out, all, okay. out of all of them? You hear that? So if you want a discount on a new uh, Honda 300, Suzuki, come yeah, and see us. Oh yeah, I mean we've got that's what? that's our. The ones at a Suzuki, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah, the Suzuki. Yeah, the Chris is just what? Ah, what? Get off my lawn! I, I know. Much, much I like the Excelsior Henderson the best of all. It was my favorite. The damn Harley was too. Loud. I especially <laughs> like the reverse kick start and the knuckle. Yeah. The knuckle suspension was very nice. <laughs> yeah. So the R3 yeah. was it really haul the mail. Oh my god! <laughs> so you like the R3? The R3 was your. If you got to buy one, it's going to be the R3. If there's the, uh, anything you could do to make the CBR just a little more peppier, a little more fun, a little revier. It'd be great. There is not 
one performance part on any of those bikes. Every single Stuck. one of those bikes is they have to leave the fucking factory. I think a, a pipe. Yeah. A KNN type air filter. Something. Yeah. And. Yeah. And a power commander would yeah. probably make that so much fun. Yeah. A, genera- oh. a generous the remapping. Yeah, yeah the three hundred CBR. Yeah, a generous button. remapping. Maybe it's so. just like changing gearing. Yeah, yeah that could do it too. Drop yeah. a tooth on the front, maybe. I like the gearing on the CBR <coughs> the most of all. No, I like the, I like the way the gearing is. Yeah. Just the way. I mean, I like high gearing. So uh, yeah, high. Yeah. High gearing, yeah. High, high gearing. High gearing. So it's yeah. Yeah, you're definitely a high gearing right? kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. I thought the KTM maybe low. geared a little bit higher than that, it or was, or it wouldn't lug. It definitely wouldn't lug six, like like the CBR would. Right. Exactly. I, I took the CBR agree. down to twenty five and lugged it right back up. Oh, and you it, did. It 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 it, 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 it stuttered a little bit, but easily fought its way back. It wasn't really big ass, and a three hundred pound guy on it. Yeah, I say ass. Sorry, ass. But I mean, you you could recover from twenty five mile an hour without. It wasn't even. It wasn't. Chris Farley sang a song about that. So okay, so because everyone, every podcast on the planet is going to be talking about it, we're going to talk about Harley Davidson and their reaction to tariffs. And uh, Oscar today read the New York Times reporting of it, which is pretty square. It's yeah. you know they're not trying to be bombastic. They're not trying to color it up too much. It was pretty much just a facts kind of deal, um, the situation and the conditions. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of give my read on the situation, not with any sort of politics or or emotion in it. It sounds to me like. Uh, Harley-Davidson's have had tariffs applied to them for a very long time in Japan. So if you if you were a person who happened to be living in Japan and it was your desire to have a Harley-Davidson, um, a bike that retails here for about $15,000 retails in Japan for almost $30,000, wow. Go ahead. So this week, yeah. I, uh, somebody from the consulate of Denmark came to my plant mm. because they're Doing something with wastewater, so they're they're selling. You know, they're selling buying your used mark. What in the shit did they want? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I said. No, they were really cool. So, uh, you know, we talked about wastewater equipment, but then we started talking about about motorcycles and like what what it's like to live in Denmark versus in the United States. Mm -hmm. Because he's been here for five years. He lives in Chicago, and he's in Denmark. I mean, he's from Denmark, and he has to go back. And he's like. Well, I say, he said, oh, I ride a bike. And he's like, oh, I have a Harley Davidson. Oh, in, yeah, in Denmark. Denmark. Wow, That's okay, yeah. So he, he said that in Denmark, they charge 180% <laughs> of the value of the bike yes. when you buy it. So you buy the bike, oh. so you buy a $10,000 bike, it costs you like $30,000. Wow. So right. he said a, a $20,000 Honda Civic costs you $60,000 in Denmark because there's a 180% VAT on it. That's crazy. That's a tariff. Yeah. Value added tariff. That is a tariff. But it's yeah. ba- it's a tariff, but it's a tariff on everything. It's so, a tariff. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's still a tariff. A tariff so it's saying that if you want to buy a Harley Davidson in our country, where we don't build it, right, you're going to pay something <laughs> above the normal price for the privilege of buying something that we don't buy, we don't sell here. We would we would this much, and I'm using hands. That's correct. We would this much rather you bought an indigenous product. So like a Chinese Volvo? Well, well, hold on. I don't think they're building the Nimbus anymore. Chinese they're Volvo not building Nimbus anymore, but I'll Chinese bet you that... 
I will bet you that a BMW doesn't experience a 180% tariff. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that's okay. European Union. That's exactly. Yeah. This is my point. Well, I mean, that has been in Europe for years. I mean, right. every, yes. if you look in the European cell, they're all Germany. They're all like, oh, it's going to be this much, including that. You know, yeah, I, mean, so like, I, I can't, I can't speak to that because I didn't ask them beyond, beyond that. But I said, well, what, you know, why would you buy a Harley? And I, he said, well, he said it's a '96 and all this other stuff. And I'm like, well, we, you should listen to our last podcast about the cam chain. <laughs> you should replace the cam chain with well, gears. Yeah, <laughs> because Harley. Right. Because they don't have them there. They're a, rare birds. Right? A yeah, few years know. ago, many years ago, before Donald Trump was elected, my wife and I went to uh, Las Vegas and we did a helicopter tour of the Grand Canyon. And while we were on our helicopter tour of the Grand Canyon, I ran into a very nice couple from Thailand. And they were wearing luxurious Harley Davidson leather jackets. It's quite cold out. Luxurious. And. <laughs> I immediately saw the leather jackets, and I saw that they were not, I mean, I could hear them speaking, and I knew they weren't speaking English. And so we kind of, in international biker language, I pointed at their jacket and went, Harley Davidson. And he was like, very excited. <laughs> He's super excited. And he goes, yeah, I have two of them. And he didn't say the yeah, I have, but he said, he looked at me and he said, two Harley Davidsons. I said, okay, I have great. one and two. Right. <laughs> and so immediately what happens when you talk to somebody from somewhere else, the phone comes out. And he shows me pictures of a, mm. a road king, and he shows me pictures of a lowrider, right? So he shows me pictures of these two Harley Davidsons that he owns. And then it comes out, and so my phone comes out, and I show him pictures of the you 18 need, Harley You need Davidsons. to keep a panoramic view of the right. shop. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, we had a road glide ultra or something in the shop, and you know, they went, he went just absolute giggle fuck over that. But the interesting thing is, when he asked me how much we were selling the road glide ultra for, I told him, we were selling the Roguelite Ultra for $14,000. The bike's MSRP is about $28,000, you know, like that. I remember that, that one. The, the, the root beer bike. Beautiful. I remember it. Yep. Bike. But anyway, <clears throat> he's in shock. I'm sorry, piss and smells. He's in fucking shock. He's like, yeah, they misplaced a decimal point or something. Clearly, yeah. he's got a problem with currency converter or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we sat there while we, you know, we had a couple hours to chill our jets while we were waiting for the, the helicopter thing to get sorted out. So we're writing down on paper numbers. And he's like drawing an arrow on the paper to his road king and writing down what he paid in US dollars cuz he does the translate he does the trans he does the exchange on the fly cuz he's a man of means and he travels. Mm -hmm. So he can translate mm -hmm. his currency to US dollars all day long. And he shows me that he paid $53,000. For his Holy bike, right? <laughs> wow. that's a tariff. It is a tariff. It's, yeah. it's a tariff, yeah. and it's been going on for a lot longer than the current president's been sitting down, right. and it has, and that's just it. The fact that Harley Davidson wants to produce more of its motorcycles and parts for its motorcycles in places where it costs three dollars an hour to do it doesn't surprise me. It, it doesn't shock me at all. I've been watching Harley Davidsons become less and less American-made for the past 40 years. <clears throat> the fact that they're blaming it on a, a tariff thing is beyond me. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad it happened this way. Yeah, right? Hmm. So with your example of this guy paid $53,000 in, and quote-unquote, that's a tariff. Yeah. I don't think that you can say that. And the reason I'm going to say that is he bought it from a dealer in wherever, Thailand. Hmm. Right. And the dealer could very well say, Fuck it, I'm buying it for fourteen thousand. No, he's not. No, he's, wait, 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 wait a minute. No, no, wait a minute. You can't uh, my, say that because that's not factual. 
Okay. All right. Well, then that's the end of that. No, you can't say no. things that aren't factual because the dealer isn't the dealer isn't imposing a one hundred and fifty percent tariff on the bike. No, the government is. How do you know? The government is. The government is. charge a premium. In Denmark, yeah, the, government the government imposes one hundred and eighty percent VAT. The only, right. the only point exactly. I'm trying to make is that because it's, it's a well-published VAT. No, they they might mark up the bike. I mean, because the, the, the bike might be like no, ten thousand. No, I mean, they might be able to get the bike for fourteen thousand. If you buy they the bike here for in America sure. for fourteen thousand, right, to get it into the country, right, it's they're going to charge you an additional, exactly, thirty-five thousand. Are you saying there might be some an markup additional from thirty-five thousand on top of it? Yes. yes, I just plain don't believe that. Well, but here's that's okay. well, but here's what I can do. I can help you as a dealer. So we were recently staring down the barrel of a tariff here on Vespa scooters. Vespa scooters, Ducati motorcycles, MV Augusta, and everything else. It was the bikes for beef tariff. Look it up. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember bikes for beef tariff. There's a chicken tax on the what Japanese exactly. truck. Yeah, the low, tax. the low CC bikes. My dad bikes, sold like a Cadillac to Israel. The, the guy was like, "I don't want you to destroy it. I want you to disassemble it and make it look like junk. Yeah. Tear the bumper off. Tear as much as it can be torn because I will be paying 100% tariff on it if I buy. If, if it looks and on what it looks like, it's worth." If it looks like it's worth ten thousand dollars, and even though I only buy paid five thousand for it, I'm yeah. going to have to pay an additional ten thousand dollars on top of what I'm paying. So this you. is the beef for bikes tax as it applies to Cleveland Moto, where we're sitting right now. Had that gone through the beef for bikes tariff, every Vespa that shipped into our shop from Be from Vesp from Piaggio, every Italian-made motorcycle, every Italian-made scooter, all my Moto Guzzi's, everything. We're going to use a baseline that's very easy for math. We're going to use the Vespa uh, Primavera 150 because our, the Sprint, because our cost on it's around $5,000. That bike, had that passed, that tariff, would have cost me $7,500. 50% tariff. More. Yeah. We went from a $5,000 my cost price to a $7,500 my cost price. That extra twenty five hundred dollars was the tariff, which and then you would have sold fifty percent tariff. You would have sold and that's zero. That's exactly the point. That's right. why tariffs are what tariffs are. That beef for bikes tariff. You're not going to buy our contaminated, enhanced beef. We're going to impose a tariff on your Italian motorcycles. The dealer makes no fucking more money. In fact, it hurts the dealer more because at a seventy five hundred dollar purchase price for that Vespa. Do you think I can hold my profit margin anymore? Nobody would ever tell you that tariffs are going to improve trade in any way. Right. They tend to the discourage opposite. trade. They so do the exact opposite Here's the thing. issue. If that bike is $6,000 retail normally, you paid $5,000 for it. You're making $1,000. Very easy math. Now the bike costs you $7,500. Now, with that same margin, that bike is now going to cost you $8,000. What's ridiculous it about that? It took a $2,000 jump. That, now, is the dealer going to be able to hold that 15% margin, or is the dealer going to take it in the ass and sacrifice some mar margin to get the price retail down lower to make more people buy it or to make the shock factor less? And that's why the fella in Thailand who's selling the bike for $50,000, now sure, he may be in the Rolex club because he is selling Harley-Davidson's in Thailand, so his customers are of a certain ilk. Ilk. They can fly in helicopters <laughs> and shit, right? So he's probably in the Rolex club. But that tariff money, that 150%, doesn't go to the dealer. No. 
The tariff money goes to the government. And that's what's fucked up about it is, sure, there may be gougers, but when it comes down to items like a side of beef or a Vespa, those aren't exactly luxury items. But it's a stupid tariff anyway, because what American manufacturer makes a bike sub well, this was the argument. Or sub 1,000 cc. Right. It right. doesn't make any sense. It's if they wanted to do it, they should have imposed, uh, imposed it on any bikes above 1,000 cc's. It's and then it would have made sense because they would have helped. Do you know how many Tacomas would be in, in this country if there weren't for tariffs? Exactly. Because they've had the chicken tax since after World War II. Yeah. We were, America was making flash frozen chicken, and people in Japan were buying the shit out of it. And the Japanese said, well, our domestic market is crumbling. We're going to impose a chicken tax on all the frozen chicken coming from America, and ever and you know what the, they did in America? We're going to impose a tariff on all your cheap trucks coming in here. Mm-hmm. And the only reason the truck market exists and thrives, Ford, Chevy, and all those, because and, and when you look at videos and you see in third world countries and all they drive are Toyotas, is because in every other country <laughs> they're fucking cheap, yeah. and they should be fucking cheap here, except there's huge tariffs on the them. Tacoma's thirty-two thousand dollars right now, and yeah. the Dakotas. They would spilled in Tecate, Mexico. And I want a 30 cal on the back of my truck. <laughs> if, it <wasn't laughs> the, if it wasn't from the chicken tax, Toyotas would be would be far and away They'd the most prevalent truck F-150 on the road. F-150 wouldn't be the most popular truck right. in America. By not by a long shot. I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry I was so bad about it, but the problem is... Are you like, okay, Chris? I'm, I'm sorry that I said that. Let me just say this. Yeah. You are okay. <laughs> You're okay. Wait, I'm going to give Chris a hug. No. No. Come on, let's go. Group hug. Group hug for Chris. Incoming. Everybody oh. rub your nutsacks. You douche. Now back to Harley Davidson selling parts that are made in other countries to motorcycles here in America. That's where I think we have a problem because as we see with the street, the street 500 and the street 750, they're selling a story that these bikes are made in America. Well, their problem yeah. is really unique for Harley because Harley is such a hardcore American brand. People in America buy Harleys because they're made in America. Right. They talk about Jap crap and all right. this stuff. <laughs> and Harleys were the Harley motor. You were, you're, America. And if you take Harleys and start making them somewhere else, you lost. Yeah. You've, bar- you've kind of burst your bubble. Well, well they're we changing s- the name of the Street 500 and the Street 750 to the Leprosy 500. And the <laughs> Leprosy 500. <laughs> they call them the Wee Rod yeah. now. That's the Wee Rod <laughs> and the really Wee Rod. Uh, it's going to be interesting, and I, I know we're not talking about the politics of it, but right. uh, you know, you're, you're a Harley rider. These folks tend to lean a little bit towards the Trump thing. They do. I yeah. like Donald Trump. But wait, Harley's gonna. Well, are they gonna? They're gonna have to make a decision. You have to buy victory now. Or is it gonna be like, fuck you, Harley? I can't believe that. Is your Harley guy who supports Trump gonna be like, well, fuck that? I'm not buying another Harley if they fucking send him over there. They they backed out on Trump, and I'm gonna. I can't. I just can't imagine that there are enough Harley Davidsons sold in any country other outside of the United States. Right. Okay, that you can justify to me that there are so many Harleys sold in China. That it makes a fucking iota of difference whether you ta- tariff those at 100% or not. I see it as they were looking at that as a fucking excuse to it's finally yeah. cut and run and go make yeah. a ton of fucking money yeah. outsourcing those fucking jobs. $3 right. an hour I, versus $30. That's exactly but right. they're not, I mean, they're it's not outsourcing the I mean, jobs American like... American automotive manufacturers not, did it years ago with, you know, there's American car companies are building cars in Mexico or in Canada or wherever they come from. Yeah. 
and they're rebadging Korean cars as Chevys or what's they the price difference? Does anybody know what what the, what's the cost difference to have a a, a Ford Focus? Made in Mexico versus having one made in Detroit. The bottom line is probably like two or three thousand dollars per unit. But it's per unit. Over so imagine that per unit. I mean, that's a bean counter. That's marks. a lot of beans. What's yeah. Yeah. Cost. What's what's the basic unit? Right. Yeah. Good I point. I mean, you, you can't say two or three thousand dollars. It's a fifteen thousand dollar car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's an eight thousand dollar car. Yeah, that's significant. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You get into that. Yeah, but what I'm saying right? is labor. You're you're saving it in labor. And, Pretty much, it's it's uh, multiplied by if you if your uh, your parts suppliers are in the same country. So if they're ferrying parts from like here to there to here and, and assembling it there, yeah. then it, it, there's a multiplier in where all the parts are made and where it's assembled. So I guess if everything is made in Mexico, then there's a, a greater multiplier for how much savings you get. It right, of course. Or in Canada or wherever, but I mean, really, it helps the United States in some respect if they're building it in Mexico or Canada instead of in the justification like of Thailand. We're going to sell a thousand Harley Davidsons in China, therefore, we should build a factory that can produce twenty thousand Harley Davidsons in China. Seems like a bad argument to me. And there's some details missing from that report. I mean, it does mention that the reason. The quote-unquote reason about Harley-Davidson going outside the U.S. was that they're going to be hit with a 31% tariff for them to sell their stuff outside the U.S. That's but, not even 100%, like a lot but, of tariffs. But are. it yeah. doesn't say which models are they building outside of the U.S. Mm -hmm. If it makes sense that the ones that they're mostly selling outside the U.S. are the ones that they're going to be building outside, or they're just going all out and building everything outside the U.S., if it's because it's going to be cheaper. Because it's going to be cheaper. If it's sportsters, then it's fine. You know what I mean? Well, like, well, if there's a burgeoning market there, they're trying to tap into. Like I know there is in India. They can sell a thousand motorcycles there with a hundred percent tariff. What if they're building the motorcycle there? They sidestep the tariff. Now they can sell ten thousand motorcycles but, there. But that kind of skews. Right. But that kind of skews about the reasoning about if it's hardly taking advantage well, of that tariff and then double dipping, or is yeah. it because they need to do that to be able to sell stuff out of the States. I mean, it's not really, I'm sorry, it's not really about the bikes. If I go over to Europe and I build Harley-Davidson in Europe and I sell them in Europe, right. that's one thing. Yeah. If I'm Harley-Davidson in America and I say, well, yours, the steel is going to be too expensive, so instead of making them here, I'm going to make them there and I'm going to sell them back here. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and that's that's the fucking problem. They're, right. they're not talking about doing that. They though, haven't they? That, Well, no, they no, don't go into not. detail. And that they're just going yeah. to the, the whole thing. That's, that's why I say if they thing. say they're going to do the sport, they're just going to start building sportsters exactly. yeah. overseas, you know it's going to be like, well, we're going to just ship them right back to America. I think they're building it for the overseas market. That's their intent. That's their they're only to build. Because, I mean, there are car companies. I mean, you know, like Honda. Honda builds cars in America. To sell to the American market, they build those yeah. same cars in other countries around the world. Mm -hmm. It's just easier to build them and have them assembled and built domestically. Well, don't forget, a couple of podcasts ago, we discussed the fact that Harley Davidson in the U.S. has an overcapacity yep. for vehicles here. here. So they're not going to build them over they're there. Saturated. Yeah, yeah but they shut down a factory for a five-year period until they decrease But they shut down one factory and they moved their production to uh, what York? Is it York? York yeah. So they so eliminated, they've eliminated a factory already yeah. here. Here's the thing about all the tariffs. The people to York are laid off a lot of laid people. Off. And then, yeah. 
but that doesn't make any difference. The point is that the amount of vehicles that they're able to build here in the U.S. is more than they can sell. Is more than yeah, correct. More than so, they can sell. So it doesn't make any difference. As long as the overseas market. Yeah, as long as the numbers n plus one. Yeah, you would never bring the other way. Yeah, but if they bring them the other way, right. then you know that they that they were lying about the whole thing. Well, well that and it's going to hurt well, them because their whole the whole. But but they'll get taxed bringing them back in, Steve. So they they don't have. Well, any there aren't any tariffs on Harley Davidsons. There's only tariffs in. on steel. Correct. And there's, yes. there's a, they, so it depends on how wide the, they're not broadcast. I would. Here's I would, the thing about the whole trade war thing. We buy more from everybody else than they right. buy from yeah. us. That's what it comes yeah. down. So when you look at Canada, okay. three quarters of what they sell to the world goes to us. So if there's a trade war, we're winning. Right. We actually we're going to win, no matter what war we have with them. It's uh, I mean it's not the way I would like to do business. I don't like to have. I wouldn't have a war. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah absolutely. The pork producers right. are loving the shit right. out of this because they're they're not tough. The soybean yeah. farmers, you, you yeah. know. So they're, there's winners and losers in the short term. Correct. Correct. That, and that that's the thing. So certain guys are going to win. Certain guys are going to lose. But in the long term, if I'm selling you food, right, and you're selling me metal, right, who's going to win in that war? It's, that's why, and, and that's the hardest. And looking at this entire situation, I have a problem that is close to home. We, for years, and so have sold Vespa scooters. We've always been very proud of them. They've always been wonderful bikes. They've always been reliable, and they work great. A couple of years ago, I got on a bike, and I went, these brakes feel like shit. Why do these brakes feel like shit? Why do I not stop as quickly as I used to? Why has What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Right. But brand new bike, I take it out of the crate, and I crush the brakes in a demo ride, as I do for every bike that I, before I hand it to a customer. Do a little stoppy. I scuff the tires in, I go take the brakes as hard as I'll get. A bike that isn't equipped with ABS, and I go out there and grab a shitload of front brake on any of these brand new 300s, grab a handful of front brake, you can't skid that front tire. And you get Chinese scooter front brake. I do, and I invite anyone to try it. And then sitting right there is a 2006 Vespa that is cleverly camouflaged as a road. But if you grab a handful of front brake on that, you better buy wing. You better buy airtime, because that bike will stand it stand you on its nose because it's an Italian Gramecca piston squeezing a Brembo on a beautiful, gorgeous rotor. When you use the front brakes on a GTS, it means something. And now when I use the front brakes, it takes me way too much distance to stop the bike. But, but it's, the same, it's the same thing. When I was looking at bikes last year, yeah. looking at the Africa Twin and that Rally or that rally 250. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. I was really hot for a Rally you 250. You really were excited about the Rally yeah. 250. I like yeah. the Rally 250, yeah. and I like the size, and I like 250s anyway. But, yeah. but anyway, when you look at the Japanese-built yes. Africa Twin, right? and you look at the Thailand. Thailand. Thailand built yeah. Rally 250. Right. There's no comparison. That Japanese built <clears throat> bike is is heads above. Right. That I mean, it looks good. It's I mean, it, and it's adequate. It's not bad, but it's not the quality that you get when you buy a Japanese bike. It's just like BMW. Is that you why the buy- new Honda? What is it? The new Honda 450L that's coming out, 400 or whatever that the newest. Uh, with the, yeah. yeah, the titanium gas tank. Is that why that bike's eleven thousand dollars? Is that that's $11, probably built in Japan. Japan? I would say that that's built in Japan because that price gap between the L models, you know, you've got your two fifty L here and you've got your six fifty L here, and 
the 450 or whatever comes in and it's fucking twice as much money right, as the 60. Right, because it's probably Japanese. Plus the technology yeah. on that 450 is yeah. like the racing technology. Right. I mean, the, the service interval on it is like 600 miles. <laughs> Oh, wow. it's ridiculous. I mean, I don't wow. quote me on that because I'm going to, you know, I'm, some not, I'm sure think, you're not wrong. But, but it's a lot different than, like, the Africa Twin is 7,000 miles. And, like, the MCXs right are, like, whatever. Now. But the 450s service intervals very small. That might be the right place for an R. Maybe not an R. Right. And then you, you can, I can guarantee you that next year they're going to build a rally 450. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's the bike everybody wanted anyway, so that one's going to probably sell pretty well. Oh, it's going to be even more expensive. Yeah. But that bike's that bike's a nice bike. It's it is a very challenging thing. I I feel right now for the drama that's going to ensue as a result of this media frenzy over Harley Davidson being built in other countries, which it hasn't been built in other countries for a long time. So for the time being, yeah. does anybody think that this is a risky move from Harley Davidson because of the whole? America Roboto. They're going to alienate a certain percent of the Exactly. Customers. I mean, sure. do you think that soon. it's really going to impact, no. even though it's the U.S. is flooded, yeah. the market is if not all there. Their sales are down. Uh, their sales are down. Sales are down. So is it going to be a, moment of weakness. a compensation between being able to open a market right. outside the U.S. against what you're going to be potentially losing in the States because of it? Does it win them China it? and lose yeah. them America? Because well, America. So, uh, let me ask you, so, so what's Harley-Davidson's intention worldwide? Is to what? Sell more, sell more bikes. Sell more bikes. They're in their death more rows. Yeah. Yeah. Sell yeah. about the well, Nike. Okay. I think, you know I think Steve, Harley's you, in their you death You might rows. be right, but I, I think they're going to go. You know what's going to happen? A private mm-hmm. equity company is going to buy Harley because they're pri- they're publicly traded. The amazing. Private public. equity company is going to buy Harley, and then they're going to move all production over to, to overseas or do whatever they're going to do. Or move it to AMC. The flag. Well, no, that's. I mean, it's going to be similar to what happened then, and then we'll see what happens. It's going to pan out. But but it's a private equity firm is going to buy that company because their stock's been dropping and dropping and dropping. And when it hits a certain point, those, those freaking vultures a, come in and they yep. buy buy it up and then they buy fuck everybody. And, yep. Here's the weather vane. Look and see how many Indians start selling. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Because yeah. these mm-hmm. flag waving, chest mm-hmm. thumping, bandana wearing, chaps wearing yeah. Harley riders, what are they going to do? No, I, according to Facebook, I'm buying a Russian. They're all buying. They're all buying Indians. Right. So as soon as this whole thing happened, the knee-jerk reaction to the people was, as soon as the news story Jump came the out, next one, yep. the, as soon as those people could find a keyboard, they said... <laughs> and um, find the letters on exactly. it. Exactly. They, they, they mashed computer. it with their drums. They, <laughs> they said, in all caps. They said, in all, <laughs> in all caps. But they did. They all said, I'm never going to buy another Harley-Davidson. They all said that they're going to do what? They're going to buy an Indian. And so right now, I'm sure that if I were the folks over at Polaris... Go we'll buy stock in Indian. I'd be doing a jig right now. Yeah. I'd right? play the i play the domestic uh, card to its hilt. But don't increase production. Don't increase no. production. No, no. Yes. because you Maintain don't want to you don't choke yourself to death. Don't 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 make the mistake Harley made and produce too many bikes. Mm-hmm. Don't oversupply. Keep people hungry. Undersupply. That's right. 
and early two thousands when right. you know or late nineties I guess maybe it was when Harley couldn't keep up with demand. Right. That's I totally. That's a beautiful yeah. thing there. It, it is could, a that best is pop the basic tenet of waiting list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> two greatest <laughs> words in the history of ever at retail. Waiting. If you want to put your thousand dollars down, deposit up front. Yeah. Oh yeah. They they all even better. They all did. That's what dealers like. They all did. They like that. And two thousand over retail. They were taking multiple deposits on the same on the same bike. From what I understand, it was fucking crazy. But and the idea was like, don't worry. By the time by the time you're ready, the bike will be here. And it never happened. But but right now you can scratch the rest of that money together. Your bike will be in it. And if you look at everyone running to India, do you know the only motorcycle company that I've heard about in motorcycle dealer news that's talking about like? And guess who opened up four more dealerships last month? Royal Enfield. No. <laughs> Triumph. Oh, really? Wow. Triumph. Triumph is has continued to open dealerships. Now, I'm not sure. I really now. I don't want to. I don't want podcast listeners to take be like, well, Triumph's going to win. It could also be that Triumph is selling somebody. Help me, Obi Wan. You're my only hope. Because this always happens in times of trouble. Well, we call it blowing sunshine up somebody's ass. Well, it, <laughs> there, did you look at the lineup of Triumph? Yes. And I, and I would not buy one. Right. And the idea is they have spent more money on marketing in the past three years than any other company. I know. We'll bring out an 84 soft tail with our engine in it. <laughs> <laughs> and they did. And, yeah. and they did exactly that. But they have a cool truck. Yeah, they do have a cool truck. And Johnny Chrome was next to it. Military surplus. Not a Metro. Oshkosh for Dash. But that, when I look at that Triumph plan, that Triumph plan to me screams like, well, here's what we're doing. We're putting all of our money into grasping that hipster wallet. Mm. You know, I know more people than I care to admit that said, well, it, it must be good. I see their advertisements everywhere. Or, look, they're sponsoring another, come do the beer tasting with us. And they're sponsoring <laughs> another, go watch this movie with us. As and Hanny's going to kick their ass <laughs> with a 125cc monkey bike. Well, it might very well yeah, happen. I sure hope so. Yeah, it might very well happen. As, as a young person. Yeah. I, I will say, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying Opposed to everybody else in this podcast. Right. I, I will say, um, of any of my, my friends who are interested in riding motorcycles, yeah. they all want Triumphs. They all want Triumphs. Really? Yeah. And that's where I think that we're seeing the success story of millennial marketing may be, may be Triumph. Maybe. Now, here's the problem. Right. The operation they opened up five blocks from here... Mm-hmm. As a big dealership goes, it's really cheap. Like, it's really cheap. But it's still really expensive. you got to sell three or 400 bikes before you can even say that you're coming close to breaking even with what they've got going on over there. The question really is, is Cleveland equipped with 300 millennials? No. Willing no. to part with bike, that money. Bike buying millennials. Bike buying millennials with, that have $20,000. No. Right. No. And if they, if you don't have that, Cleveland's a niche market because yeah. we're in the wrong weather belt. You're not kidding. You know. Yeah. Uh, right. And we're underfunded. Yeah. We're so, under. We're underemployed. You we're know, under, California, yeah. Arizona, something like that. Texas, absolutely. The average 25 year old here probably doesn't have 12 grand in their wallet just waiting to find a home. But they have 3,500 or 4,000. Well, yeah, but that. But zero percent financing and, now. 
Well, and Triumph's advertising some pretty aggressive 0% financing. The problem is, can our 25-year-old population get it? And that's what we True. run into here at the shop. Yeah. We run a lot of credit applications, and very few of them get approved. And it's only going to get tighter. Really? And interest rates are starting to climb up yeah. now. And if you want, if you want 18% interest, we can take care of you at about a 500 or 550 credit score. That's if you want a pretty low credit score. Eight, if you want, it's <laughs> pretty high want, interest. So pretty high okay. interest. Yeah. Right. And there That's are companies that will write that fucked up That's, paper. You could almost go and get some shitty ass credit card to put it on it for That's that. exactly. But, I mean, but you see those bikes coming back uh, at your auctions. <laughs> and we do see it. We do see it, and that's and that's true. But I about five percent of the credit apps that we write get fulfilled. And credit companies have tightened up after the credit crunch. You know the guys are. You know if. Our new rule here is if it, we're not even going to look at you. We found that most people that have a shitty credit score also pay credit karma. Hmm. They know what their number is. It's become very popular to know your credit score. Mm. And there are companies that will take m your money to tell you what it is. And lower your credit score. And lower your credit score. And and lower your credit score. <laughs> I like it. That's the way it works, people. And we've had most people, we tell them, they come up, do you have a 600 credit score or higher? Because I'm not even going to let you write, I'm not going to let you use the ink in my pen if you don't think you're going to score 600. <laughs> right? And it is fucking rare when we get an approval. Very rare. We will not let you go on a test drive unless you've done a credit check, unless we've done a credit approval. Why? Because if you're not prepared to pay for the bike, how would you be able to pay for it if you crashed it? Right. It's but just no. survival. Selling dope. Slinging dope, baby. Yeah. Bring me some more stacks. Yeah. Here's a question. Do you think if this whole tear thing goes through and they're building overseas bikes? Right. Harley's building overseas bikes. We're going to. Do you think that eventually you'll get the thing where Vespa has with. There's a really nice Vespa on eBay. Yeah. Or, oh, that, that's a Chinese Vespa. You don't want that one. Mm. You get that market of Chinese Harleys that you don't want. You know, you and James can pick them out. Oh, that, that's wrong, that's wrong, yeah. that's wrong, yeah. that's wrong. Yeah. Get rid of it. Yeah. And when you get that, and then Harley will keep, like, the good stuff still going here. And, you know, well, you can still get a good Vespa, but, but you know. You work on Piaggio flies. Yeah. Do you, do you know the difference between a Chinese fly and a Vietnamese fly? I probably couldn't tell you. No, you could. Okay. Because there was that one that came in with no body work on the Oh, well, day. that's different, yeah. <laughs> Chinese flies. Yes, yes. Right? Jing Zhang is the manufacturer plate on it, yeah. Jing Zhang exactly. is makes flies now? Well, no, no. They did for a very short yeah. period of time oh, yeah. 10 years ago, okay. 8 years ago. Piaggio tried Chinese manufacturing on their non Vespas. So they did manufacture these bikes in China, and guess what? They sold them here. And you want to hear what's crazier yet? The fucking first three letters of the vi the VIN told you that it came from Italy. Yeah, they had a Z. Oh, yeah. Wow. So according to the VIN, that bike was an Italian-made bike. When quite clearly. Oh no, absolutely not. Okay. Yeah, right. And you plastic saw plastic was awful. You the plastic was brittle. Yeah. Right. And the new flies have been made in Vietnam for quite some time, and they're very good bikes. Hmm. I mean, they're very very mm -hmm. good bikes. But Other than the filler hole for the oil. Well, yeah, which is diabolically tiny. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's exactly it. You need to fill it with a turkey baster. Yeah. That's the only way to put oil in that kidding. thing is a turkey baster. Pretty much. But, so we've seen Piaggio went and used Chinese manufacturing. It bit him in the ass, 
and they backed away from it and went to Vietnam. So they used the factory they had in Vietnam for a while instead of using the Chinese factory. Do we now, here at the shop, do we know which ones are Chinese? You bet your mm -hmm. ass we do. Every time somebody tries to trade one in, we're like, oh, that's an 09? Go fuck your hat. You know, we're not taking that thing in on trade. It is easier to buy a new carburetor than it is to try and clean one. Yeah, that's absolutely. Common. And the body panels crack when you look at them. Well, so well, you just wonder if, okay, so they put these plants in India or wherever they put these plants in. Yeah. They may not bring in the whole bike, but are they going to produce wheels there? Are they going to produce, like, the answer is yes, they'll produce everything. Right. Are they, are they going to are they going to bring is, a bunch of heads in here and are you gonna have a, a cylinder and a crankcase made in America and all the heads made in, in India the and only, then you're gonna have these compatibility problems. The only way the only way to answer that question is is it cheaper to ship the part in than or to build the part in? Because mm -hmm. yeah. I think ultimately that's what's gonna win. That's what's gonna win the day. As and automation becomes more prevalent, right. as you can as make it cheap. You you'll be able to eventually make it here just as right. cheap as you can make it anywhere. Mm -hmm. The Chinese because there's a machine mm -hmm. that Doing spits anything. it out, yeah. and yeah. The, that can, machine yeah. could be here or, or you can have anywhere. a chimp operating the machine. You know, you uh, could yeah. go into the auto parts store yeah. and it'll get printed out for you in the back yeah. room, and they'll hand you your part. Well, that brings up another good point: is yes, there is way too much supply currently in this country right. for Harley Davidsons. Are they trying to? sort of go with an economy of scale then? Are they trying to manufacture more for less? Right. And how about you do build a market. You do build a market in China. There's a lot of new millionaires in China. There's a lot of new millionaires in India. Yeah. And there's no problem with, I mean, I have no problem with Harley building overseas, just like BMW builds in here, Toyota builds in the United sure. States. I mean, that's perfectly fine. Right. But I just don't want to see them, I don't want to see the Harley factories in the United States move to India and then have all the have these parts come back. So if Harley's saying, "Hey, this is the only reason we're doing it no, no, no. is to build in," but, but Harley sells the image. Yeah. The, um, the image of what? Define the image. The image of made American in America. Made. America. Selling to American people. If you ship that, I can probably assure right. you that in the next auction that you go to, yeah. in probably the next six months, if this is pulls through and people are against that, right. instead of 50% of the auction bikes, it's going to be probably 60 or 70%. Yeah. I don't think people people are gonna are gonna drop sell what they have. No, I just don't think they're going to buy anything <laughs> new. They're the American oh, bike. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah. And you shipped it over to Europe. <laughs> yeah, that's you're gonna, Yes. We ain't going to buy none of them European bikes. We don't want them. Yeah. I, well, once they have, start having problems with the with the belts and all that stuff, they're did, not going to. If they just said it, if they would have said they were going to ship it over to Japan, they'd have been like, "Well, it didn't eh, stop." Eh, the Japanese are pretty good. It didn't stop five thousand <laughs> hipsters from sewing Union Jack flags on the back of their jackets to ride their Indian-made Royal Enfield or their tie-made uh, 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 Thruxton. But you know, okay, so I guess you could compare this to Levi's because it's that idea of the image. Yeah. yeah. But so those guys are a little Levi's? bit more flexible in their yeah, right. view. I mean, buy a pair of American-made Levi's. They're going to be handmade, and they're going to cost you a fortune. Right, but I mean, did, did Levi's start. lose business when they moved their manufacturing south? And like Carhartt. Yes, they did. And, and Carhartt yes. lost. The, I mean, because what's the point? Buy a Carhartt. You, the only Carhartts made now in America are the, the like those brown bib things. Right. So, so all the colored ones are made someplace else. Right. So what's the point of buying a Carhartt? When you could buy 
a cheaper brand that's just about as good as a Carhartt, and and it's Doc a lot cheaper. Do you remember? I was going to say that. Yeah. They don't make same boots thing. in England anymore. They don't make, no, they they make boots they because made. they tried to branch out a into boot. the fashion yes. market, where they made all these different. They make a boot in England. Do you remember no, when uh, Vance and Air I think they do. You more. cannot buy an English-made Doc Martin. Really? Not anymore. Nope. Well, Vance and Leather. They were doing. They were doing a. Right, the 1460, boot. right. Which was, they were doing oh, a bespoke boot. Okay. Yeah, fuck the, I mean, like, okay. they were building... Maybe a handmade yeah. one, but not mass-produced. Not no, not mass-produced. Yeah. Vance and Leathers was the gold so standard of leathers. Of course. Am I lying? I'm still looking. Okay. They, the right size guy out, is going to die someday. They outsourced, <laughs> they outsourced their leathers to Honduras. I did not know that. Uh, yeah. Holy shit. Vance? This is about five or six years ago. When Kev, right when Kevin... Right? Yes. You go in, you get measured. Yes. They give you a little, you know, little, yes. little mouth service while you're getting the jacket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you heard like, much about Vanson lately? No. Because it kind of fucking just fizzled. I did not know that. You're not going to go. Shit. You're going to go into Vanson. And you're going to buy a Vanson leather not made in America. Nope. From no, Honduras. No. For no, the same price. No. If I'm going to go to outside the country. There's everybody out in the. I'll yeah. do the same thing that I do I with can, like leather. I buy a shot. Of I'm just gonna go buy the cheapest jacket that's made in America. You there know? you go. I'll buy some lightly pre-worn. Yeah. Okay, so if you're listening to this and you're a, a six foot one fellow of about two hundred pounds, <laughs> you're not you feeling like very you're well anymore. You're not feeling very <laughs> well. <laughs> well. Right. We'll be at Ohio. Or send me a picture of your Vansons. Or if you're uh, five foot ten and about 160 pounds. I have, and, nice, I have a nice Vanson I can't squeeze into anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. We got yeah. so if you have And if disease, somebody shows up here with his Vanson and you open it up and see it's made in Honduras. Oh, no, this is good. If you used to be mm-hmm. a heavy fella mm-hmm. and you've got some sort of a disease and you're wasting away, Pete's got the right set of leathers for you. And I'll take your old stuff. We're good. This is good. You got your peanut butter and my chocolate. We're good. I like it. Yeah. Vance and Leathers made in America were Vance and Leathers. Well, of course they were. My wife's got a set. Vance and Leathers. Straight from the thrift shop. Made in Honduras. No, made in goddamn Connecticut. They fit fit another woman perfectly, and they fit my wife good enough. (laughs) That's exactly it. Talking like Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman good. Oh, <laughs> badass. Well, if that's the case. Yeah. Right. Perfect. Perfect. That's exactly yeah. it. Perfect. Yeah. I don't care where they were going. Yeah. Yeah. Will these, will these yeah. leathers help me when I crash? Yep. All the way to the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw you from the living room to the bedroom. You'll suffer no road rash whatsoever. No carpet burns. We're good. No burns. Yeah. So I how about that? I didn't know about that. That's so mad. That makes me, that makes yeah. me angry. Wait, what? Did you already talk about band camp and stuff and on here? And everything? Right, what, yeah, what did we talk about? I you didn't get leg. stuck this year. You did? I didn't get stuck. No. Yeah, I fucking my fucking But someone did. When you took a little Oh, Wayne, Wayne and James. Wayne got stuck because James had already DD-mowed. Yeah. Uh, Wayne at was five, driving. At 5.49 in the morning, I watched him leave. You at, did? At turn four. <laughs> right in front of us. Right in front of where Camp had turned four. I'm surprised he made it that far. That was yeah. impressive. Yeah. I don't know why he tried for turn four. He should have exited between turn three and turn four and go over and the hill. Just like just go down here. Yeah, let gravity be yeah, your that friend. That giant Airstream made it no problem. Yeah. Only a slight rollover hazard. <laughs> but the, uh, <laughs> he, missed, he missed the stump and the pit. And we were like, you missed the stump and the pit. You shot the gap perfectly. He's like, there was a stump. <laughs> like, Fucking oh, yeah. hell, dude. I was warning That's people. That's like a 28-foot like, there. airstream. You Drive it like it. you rented it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. But Wayne did get stuck proper, and we were sleeping 45 feet away. Oscar wasn't. He was up in Adam. Uh, yep. Scott and I were recovering from terrible things we'd done to our livers. And You were passing whiskey. Whiskey, yeah, yeah. Want some whiskey? Whiskey, 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 whiskey. Uh, my leg hurt. 
Yeah. And I didn't want to feel it anymore. Self-medicating. Yeah. I wanted to drink until I couldn't feel anything below my belly button. Because anything below my belly button would certainly get me into trouble. <laughs> and if I could feel it, it would only make it worse. Nice. Yeah, they got, they got proper stuck. They had to get the tractor to come and pull them out. A good tractor. Oh, man. Yeah, not the shitty little band camp tractor. But yeah, he got he got that rented Winnebago. Stuck as stuck can get stuck. That stuff's creme brulee. Man. Hey, for 50 bucks, they'll clean it up for you. I have, yeah, whatever the deal is. <laughs> if that's the case, I would have shit on the fucking dining room table. It's Good point. We got out great. We pointed downhill. We parked downhill. We parked at the exact right angle. There. But more importantly, we got all the van fathers. We grabbed them all, mm-hmm. and I said, hey, I know there's that big-ass gravel pad down there with the monkey head gravel and whatnot. And, you know, that, we're not going to stink, but it's very far away from the fun. Yeah. It's a very long walk to the bathroom and the fun. I said, now, it looks pretty firm up here Friday. Where would you park this bus? And they, of course, took that bait perfectly. <laughs> yeah. And they went, well, I'd put it right there. And I went, really? Where would you put it? Well, I'd put it right there, too. And what about you? I'd put it right there because, you know, Sunday morning, you just, just nudge it a little bit. goes right down the hill. I went, fantastic. So you all agree that's where you want me to put my bus. Yep. So Sunday morning, if it gets stuck, I'm not going to have to come out of pocket for this, because this is where you told me to put it. <laughs> and the guy was like, the guy was like, yeah, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we'll, well agree play, to we'll it. Play. They'll play. They'll play, yeah. <laughs> and so it was great. And they, they went ahead, and Sunday morning, I kicked the tires, light the fires, and right got the, the fuck out of there, man. And it was great, just right down the hill. I was a it little was bummed it was a little too muddied. I couldn't do laps. I really like doing laps. No, no, you could do laps. Oh, yeah. Until, you're, until the girl on the back of your bike goes a little ape shit. You couldn't, you couldn't <laughs> do it yeah. with fun. I couldn't do it. I laps. can tell I, you. She's I a, didn't have knobbies on She's that. a small girl. She may only be 110, 115 pounds. But when all 115 pounds of it is just... <laughs> it's really hard the to keep that bike up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> She had hurt her knee in a previous crash of some sort. And so she's like, well, you should take me for a ride because I'm not walking over there. I was like, okay, great. Jump on the back. She fell off. Sounds like she fell off the stage, apparently. <laughs> well, actually, I think she fell off the too fast. So I'm not the only one that can crash a girl? Right. Is it uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's right. Earlier, she fell off the earth because it was, it was rotating too fast. It was fast. very slippery. The, the earth was at a very steep angle going up to the stage, and apparently she didn't make it at one point. Yeah, I've been there. Right. That was it. So she was nursing a bad knee and then jumped on a scooter, and like after our seventh lap of being totally fine and in control as we are. I'm impressed. I, I, I wrote a lot of laps. I did tons of laps, and I had no problem. That GS is dialed in for band camp. It's got just the right amount of tire, just the right amount of power. Turn Plus, one was impossible. I couldn't dry, get through one. Turn one was all about set yourself yeah. up wide, get a good head of steam on, and go straight through. Well, I didn't have knobbies, so no, was, you gotta was, have you just, I just, If you don't have knobbies, you go in fast and you're gonna fall down, yeah. or you go in slow and you're gonna yeah. get stuck. Yeah. You're yeah. Get stuck. Yep. Yeah. yeah, your uh, your CT one ten was doing it very nice. I'm sure it was. It should. It was yeah. fun as hell. That bike was in its natural environment. It yeah. brought most of the environment back here. Back yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> twice as heavy as it. I burned out an entire Ryobi power washer cleaning up our yeah. shit from Van Camp. Oh, God, yeah. yeah, it doesn't work anymore. I suffered <laughs> through a few laps and everything. I'm like, scooter, yeah. <laughs> Wrong tool for the job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I should have brought the seat. I, I should have brought, brought the, my daughter's quad runner. That would have been. Perfect. Oh yeah, I brought yeah. the little uh, the twist and go Venice. That we got, you know. Did it sell? 
No, oh, okay. but it did start and run beautifully. Yeah. It ran like a watch, and uh, until it got too muddy. And then when it got too muddy, once again, street tires. Yeah. That'll and get then, scarfed up at Mid-Ohio so quick, it'll oh, make yeah. your head spin. Come on. Mm. I just saw the this second row back here is yeah. like the swap meet starter kit. You've got a CL100, you've got a Superhawk, a Superhawk, a CB400F, a... Oh, just take that. I think that row may be the reason we have to rent a trailer. This year. Yeah. <laughs> because we may be we may be getting into the... Take that row, put it in a trailer, uh, take it down there, gone. And just leave it in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like to park it in the back of the truck and leave your phone number. That's bad. That's yeah. what we're doing. So that's the way we're doing Mid-Ohio this year is rather than feeling that we need to post the guard up at the swap meet spot, which is going to be way far away from the yeah, fun. Who said that? Somebody said, was it you, John? Yeah. You have to post... Why? What? What are you talking about? Someone had, when we were messaging back and forth, yes. someone said, well, getting a spot's okay, but somebody's got to tend it. Who said that? I don't know. I don't I remember. Didn't say that. Absolutely not. That? It clearly was nobody who ever hung out with not me before. before. Because <laughs> yeah. last year. Pipe played on the front and. Yeah. All yeah. the bikes I mean, that we sold. Cell phone numbers. Cell all phone the bikes numbers. that we sold. We sold well because <laughs> paper plate on the headlight with a phone number and your price, the price you want to get on the damn thing. And then let the people call you because the punters won't call you. Right. Right. The punters won't call you. I literally was telling people last year over some of those scooters that were like no title mystery machines. <laughs> Look, dude, if I'm going to come all the way to where you are, you better have $500 in your hand ready to go. If it's a $200 bike, leave the right. keys in it. Take it for a test ride. If you right. like it, leave the money on the foot. <laughs> <laughs> ride it over here where I am. Bring me 200 bucks. Yeah. And we did very well just having bikes scattered around. So having them in a spot where 50,000 people can walk by them is... Who goes there that's on a bike that doesn't ride through the, the campground? That doesn't exactly. ride through the parking lot? Right. That doesn't go over... Right. That's, that's all, all, you yeah. check out the whole property. You check out the whole property. You the can set a bike anywhere on that property and somebody there's still going to be a gajillion people see it. And the idea of being in the... Well, here's what I like about the swap meet. I love having a spot, a place where we can put 12, 15, 25 bikes that are for sale mm -hmm. so that while we're drinking and enjoying ourselves at the bus... We don't have to get annoyed by, well, I had one of those back in 1984. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean, too? When you're sitting there at the campground oh. drinking, and yeah. there's okay. six guys, and like your phone rings, and your phone yeah. rings, and you're like, right. you got you know, I got a fish on the line. And yeah, like, uh, exactly. It's way cooler to sell got, them over there. there. Come on over to the campsite. We'll yes. have a beer. Yeah. We'll talk about the bike. We'll talk about it then. I got the yeah. title here. I got the title here. Get your ass over. Bring some money. In fact, the keys are hiding under the seat. Ride it over. <laughs> bring it on over. Yeah. If you're if you're not good at negotiating, well, we can bring it on back. But by God, it's so much better than it is having those guys come into our tent, yeah. who just want to haggle and then not buy anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what was your goal? You got me down to two hundred fifty bucks. Well, I really want that. Well, I don't have any money. In I don't have pocket, any money. <laughs> but I really want. I'm gonna that. go talk to twenty. I'd like to know exactly how much you'd want for it, right? And all the details. So I can about go it. tell everyone else about it and ruin your deal. Which yeah. usually happens. You, you work with a guy for like 15, 20 minutes on a deal. You get to a price, you're like, fuck yeah, 20, 250 bucks. Oh, I saw that same bike around the corner. It's Bingo. And then that guy leaves your booth at 250 bucks and goes to see the other guy four rows over the same thing. to negotiate against him and his bike. Like, fuck you. Right. Better to do it over a phone, telephone. Mm -hmm. Yep. You got my phone number? There it is. So I'm not think, even trying to sell yeah. these bikes. If you got money and you want the bike, throw it at us. Right. Exactly. So that's what we're going to do. We're taking a lot of bikes from Mid-Ohio this year. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Worst case scenario, we'll bring them back. It worked well with the CT70s. Those things sold themselves. Those, that was a very mm. good move. Yeah. 
That would be crazy. crazy. I don't know when the windows took off the way they did, but... Um, Apparently five minutes before we got our bikes down there. <laughs> Apparently five minutes before we showed up with those bikes, the CT70 market just went crazy. Guy came back on the one. It didn't run. He gave you a thousand bucks for it. Came back with it running. Tickled. Tickled the bank. Tickled. And was so proud of himself. He's like, I made a $1,000, $200 scooter run. <laughs> 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 on a $30 chain that you bought from somebody else. On a fifteen dollar chain, fifteen dollar chain, used chain that you bought for four fifty bucks. I know. I'm like, ah. Hey, everybody's happy. Mid Ohio, it's, 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 it's mid Ohio. Fucking Ohio. Have a beer. Just try not to step. Just try not to run over that nine year old riding yeah. a Kawasaki H two at nine thousand miles an hour. <laughs> Please don't kill anybody. Please back your trailer. Yeah, up the careful. shoulder to the corner and the bikes just riding around are insane. Yeah. So if you're listening to the podcast. Uh, which we'll drop it tonight, be advised that our camping location is as it always is. Um, a, along the back fence, which I think is Ross Road. Yeah, the west, uh, western Ross edge. Road. Yeah, Ross Road. Somewhere between uh, 999, which I like to turn upside down and turn into 666. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, somewhere in that 1,000 area. Yes. 1,001, 1,002, yeah. 1,003, yeah. something and like that. And that whole thing is, if you're in the corner... Then there will be somebody from Louvin Mauto telling you you can't camp. They're right, already camping. by the time you get there. I don't right. care who you are and how right. soon you get there. They'll already be ta- yellow tape up. Yes, blocking you will not be are. able to camp too close to Louvin Mauto. There's probably somebody you. right now waiting to get in there. So I, think <laughs> I think they parachute in there. <laughs> 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 they claim that spot with a high degree of enthusiasm. I mean, yeah. What's to stop you from coming down Ross Road? Hop the fence. Hop the fence. Yeah. Lay down stakes and hell, do that. Fucking Wednesday night. That's what I'm thinking, bro. <laughs> Jump over the fence, put up a tent, set yeah. up with some shit, and yeah. then fucking fuck off, go home yeah, for two days. Yeah, fuck off, go home. It's an hour and a half drive, tops. Yeah. Yeah. Go down Wednesday night, literally go down there and stake some tiki torches in the ground. Pop-up up tent. Put a $9 pop-up tent in the middle of it, and be like, Ta-da. for kick-ass. Okay. Yeah, you're done. You know, I mean, this is an and you know what? Anybody else is going to be like, oh, what the hell? How the hell do they do that? Nobody's going to take your tent They're going to take your tent down and shit. They're going to be like, well, I, you must know somebody. Right. I, yeah. I totally agree. So that's cool. <laughs> so that's it. That's where we're going to be. Um, we, we've somehow managed to have too many camping spots, which is never a problem. <laughs> right? Yeah. No such thing as too many. Literally. We might have to do both sides of the road. I was thinking about that. Do yeah. you want to try to get four or five all along yeah. or do yeah. control the you whole right away? You literally set up a toll booth, that's don't a, you? <laughs> You want to set up a toll booth. I, what did I say? Uh, you want to set up a toll Jack booth. Checkpoint Charlie, man. Oh, you want to set up a toll booth. <laughs> what did I say? I was like, papers? papers. <laughs> 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 He's going to pass through here. Walk party. This is Bataland. Non-shop ass. Non-shop ass. Yeah, I... I don't care. I like being against the fence because the fence, I can tie things into the fence. Yeah. yeah. So the fence is good for building imp- uh, improvised shelters. Well, we could tie things across the road, though. Yeah, sure you can. Shit. We could build a yeah. guard shack. I always wanted, like, a lit arch. That comes down. An arch a lit across. arch across what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, I'd be careful. When one guy comes through with a bus, I'm sorry you don't have enough arch. That's true. Yeah. I just, heard the bus is sold. Um, according to that fellow who tried to break into our podcast, He's going to be very unhappy yes. if I sell it to anybody else. Yeah. Oh. He brought the future owner of the bus. Yeah. So yeah, the guy yeah. who told me he was buying my bus took his brother brought or with or him the yeah. future owner of the bus to be like, look, I talked to you last week. Dibs. You didn't sell that bus to anybody else yet. No backseat. And I went, oh, I didn't sell the bus <laughs> I need it for next week. I call that bus. Uh-huh. No callbacks I broke the turn me. signals. No backseat. Lever off. <laughs> yeah. 
<sighs> Signal Stat 900 series, I'm sure. No, I just got a little easy out. Put an easy out on it. Just a little, er, you know, it'll, it'll be a big just a little lever part. Does like it have that. a big metal thing, like a truck, or no, like a car? No, no, It has the most delicate, really, made of like, oh. like made of monkey poo oh, aluminum. <laughs> it is just the most dainty little thing for the turn signal. That if like if you breathe on it at all, it's gonna shit. It's fucking garbage. So wow. we're gonna fix that correctly. I'm not gonna sell things. All right, guys. That's it. <laughs> we got nothing else. Nope. <laughs> kind of a big deal. We got Mid Ohio coming up. Uh, remember, this is your absolute last opportunity to buy tickets for the Moto Guzzi yes. raffle bike. This is it, man. This is it. We have 153 tickets left right now. We're going to go into wow. we're going to go into Mid Ohio with 100, 100 yeah. tickets. 100, yeah. We're going to have 100 tickets going into Mid Ohio. Are you accepting a Vanson? But here's what I will tell you is when I start riding around mid Ohio on that bike with that t shirt on, with that jug of tickets, we're gonna sell some tickets pretty fucking fast. Yeah. The tickets are gonna sell pretty quick. Are you gonna fix the judge right to the I think I might. Nice. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, this is your last chance to buy fifty three tickets. So over the course of the next week, fifty (laughs) three tickets. Okay? Twenty bucks a ticket. Send your money to clevelandmoto at gmail.com via PayPal. PayPal.com, log in, clevelandmoto at gmail.com. Or You're sending us 20 bucks. Or a beaver pelt. As a gift. Friends and family. Or a beaver pelt. Or any multiple of 20, and we will figure it out. If you send us 100 bucks, you get five tickets, which somebody did the other day. Or five beaver pelts. Or five beaver pelts. Yeah, we're getting, we do have a beaver pelt now, though, so I don't know if we need many more. Who else needs a beaver pelt? Anyone? Okay, right. Everyone needs a beaver pelt. <laughs> so yeah. But that's the game. 20 bucks gets you in, and like we said, uh, provided we sell, and this is just, I keep saying this because James makes me say it, provided we sell all 500 tickets, the ticket will be pulled at the mm-hmm. end of AMA Vintage Days. Probably going to happen sometime like late Saturday night. So buy Saturday the morning. fucking tickets for Christ's sake. Buy fucking tickets, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm sick and tired of this. And wouldn't it suck <laughs> to be like, you know, fuck these guys, I'm not going to buy a ticket. And then somebody you know wins the bike. Mm-hmm. And be like, fuck, mm-hmm. they really didn't keep Oosh. it for themselves and spend all the money on heroin. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, so that's the way it goes. Everybody, please ride fast and take chances. Wait, there's going to be heroin? <laughs> 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 <laughs>